0: Today is Wednesday, the 25th of <laughs> January, 2017. This is The Gap, episode 354. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Guroy is here tonight.
1: You're not allowed to edit that out. You have to leave it. Nah, you have to leave it. He no, said it was 2015. I definitely did not. He said it was 2015, and it was like he didn't even have to fucking think about it. It was just straight up, yep, it's 2015. Of course it is. <clears throat> Yola.
0: You know why I made that mistake? Because I'm drinking.
1: Ah. Yes. Because tomorrow is Australia Day. It is. That's right. Um, but also because
0: uh, we have some new Patreon um, pledges. And and they uh, they pledge to the one where where uh, they buy us a beer. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, is that what you're doing now, going to the fridge?
1: I'll get a beer.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. So, we, uh, as we said last week, we launched a, a Patreon uh, with a bunch of different tiers in there. Um, and and today I started sort of putting that out on oh, social right. media and drinking. Um, and yeah, we had a, a couple people jump in uh, quite early. So, we, we managed to, I think, pass our first goal within 30 minutes, which was interesting. Um. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Very fast. Was not expecting that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, we uh, we saw that Patreon. It starts from like a dollar, ranges up to however much you want. And there's a couple of tiers in there. Well, eight or more. Eight if you're and like some- if you're like a millionaire and you're like, wow, let's throw so, let's throw some of that uh, sweet dollar money over to Job.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Dollars, dollar bills, yo. So you can
0: do gap all the time. Just never stop gapping. You said this last week, right? 24-hour gap.
1: <laughs> yeah. 24-hour gap. If you want to listen to Job sleep... <laughs> yeah. No, I'll never sleep. If we make a million dollars a month, I will never sleep. You'll <laughs> never sleep. Okay. That won't I'll last just, very long. I'll, we'll spend, like, half of it on Coke, and then, you know... Just stay out for the rest. Well, no. We don't have, like... You know, then we can use the rest to, like, just lavish ourselves with probably probably guns because if we're buying you know half a million dollars worth of coke every month mm. probably gonna need guns
0: okay yeah i'm not gonna disagree with you
1: no we will need guns uh and bullets i suppose i mean right you gotta have bullets for guns you don't have to we've I proven sp- that, in that oh, that's true uh-huh. yeah that is true yeah yeah um so yeah, anyway,
0: yeah, we got this uh, Patreon up. Uh, so we might do some quick shout outs for the people that have jumped in there. Oh, right, you do that. i got going to get a bottle. A bottle opener. Oh, geez. Somebody's uh, pledged way too much money because Joe's drinking. What? Uh, you're drinking upper class beer. if It's got a bo- bottle opener. They f-
1: fucking bought me an $8 beer and I'm at home. So <laughs> like, yeah, it's got to be a classy fucking beer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks to Mark H., who has um, pledged for us, and also Daniel S., who has also uh, pledged to us on uh, this week, which is awesome. So they will be uh, recurring subscribers for the rest of the month. Uh, anybody else that wants to jump in and join in on the fun, um, they can do so at patreon.com slash the podcast uh, And you can be like those guys. Those guys will now be getting the podcast earlier than everybody else, which is, uh, they're lucky, right? Other than us, too, because we're pretty much the only two that get it first up. Um, Except for
1: our guests.
0: Yeah, they get it it first sometimes.
1: Well, like, I mean, you know, as fast as the internet can travel, Hmm. the speed of light is still, you know, sort of, if some, some people are further away, then they'll get it slower. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, So we've got a a, a tier called Early Access, which is about $4 a month. Works out to be about $4 a month. So that's like a dollar an episode. Um, Where Well, that was $5 a month. It it, it works out to US currency. So it's about four or five, somewhere in between that. Um, Yeah, so if you do go for that one, then you get the podcast or anything higher than that as well. You get the podcast early uh, as long as we don't have any embargoes to kind of adhere to. So if uh, which
1: we do this week,
0: which we do this week, so you you will get the uh, podcast earlier. Still, like it'll still go up. I'll make sure it's timed. Um, okay. So those two guys and anybody else that that, that jumps in uh, before them will, will be able to get it early. So that's pretty
1: I'm cool. sure they will be awake at four a.m. tomorrow, hmm. waiting, uh, raring for it. Yeah, because they want to know. Anyway, can we move on from this? Because all this shilling makes me uncomfortable. Really. Yeah <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's, it's awesome that we got patrons Patrons, I don't know what pa- they're called Patrons, patrons? Yep. Okay, We got patrons Which is yep. fucking awesome <laughs> But I felt like you spent the first 11 minutes of our podcast Just straight fucking Like shilling us out Like Was selling it? us down the fucking river We were indie man, we were like garage <laughs> And now you're just like Fuck yeah Dollar dollar bills yo <laughs> Uh, and, and yeah, I'm still trying to keep it real, right? I'm, whichever one of the Beatles, life. whichever one of the Beatles never sold out, uh, <laughs> Lennon, I guess he died before he really could really, no, he still sold out. It's a depressing topic. We're moving on. Okay. With we video games. Magic. We play magic. We did
0: play magic, um, during the week. Last week. Yeah, a new set came out, um, which is still kind of tied to the Kaldesh stuff um, that we've played in the past. I think it's the last one, actually, that they're doing. The
1: previous, yeah, so the, the way they do it is they do two packs that are thematically tied together. Mm-hmm. That's how it always works. So the one before that was all Eldritch Monsters, and this one's all Kaladesh or whatever the fuck it is. And-
0: Kaladesh, sorry, yeah. And it's like um, um, vehicles and... Yeah, all cool stuff.
1: And Aether. Aether, however you pronounce it. Um, but yeah, my, my preferred stuff, I really like the Eldritch stuff, you know, the big gods and all that. But this one, it's it's pretty cool, but it's got sort of a Middle Eastern theme to it and whatnot. Um, yeah. So yeah. I guess there's some new new card. That's, that's one of the things they do pretty regularly is they add... Uh, new like card mechanics yep with each expansion so uh, this one has two I think two
0: yeah it was improvise. yep um, which was basically it it revolved around your artifacts so if you had more artifacts out it would allow you to um, pay less mana per per, uh, artifact that was being
1: yeah so you can you can substitute artifacts on the board for mana to cast shit but it was still like obviously it was neutral mana but Artifacts themselves usually cost neutral mana, so it's like you know, if you've got an artifact heavy deck, uh, then you you know, improvise is a pretty fucking great um, mechanic for you to use. Yeah, so basically, yeah, if you've got artifacts already on the board, you tap them and they count as lands, you tap them for mana the same way you'd tap land for mana.
0: Yeah, which is helpful in some situations. Especially if you're being boned.
1: Yeah. Uh, the other My card shitty
0: draws. that they put in was uh, Revolt. Um, yep. And that one is if you kind of... If you play that card and something that you already had on the table is kind of left, like maybe it's been destroyed, um, then you can play a token creature and um, put that kind of in its place. So... Yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't find that one to be as useful. It's, it's more of a um, just like something used quite early on to kind of build up really quickly, whereas the other one seemed a I'm
1: bit I'm pretty sure Revolt wasn't just about creating board control. I'm pretty sure Revolt also played into a couple of other different things, like uh, it wasn't always just the create a server or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm pretty sure it had some other stuff like you can get more life back or you might be able to build a certain, like, card up. Yeah, you're right. Significantly. But, uh, yeah. It, always, so,
0: it kind of revolved around, like, when you lost something, you gained something.
1: Yeah. But a lot of the garbage fucking revolt cards that I had, I only yeah. had one decent revolt card and I never really... Used it because I didn't really understand the fucking mechanic. I don't know how you're supposed to have something removed from the battlefield in the turn that you are playing because combat comes after you play your cards. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't until the end of the night when I was really drunk where they explain that it was like a secondary combat, uh, secondary playing phase or some shit that I've never genuinely never encountered before in my magic playing career, Mm -hmm. uh, as, (laughs) as illustrious as that is. But, uh, yeah, so I was just fucking confused. Um, so yeah, apparently it's, it's pretty cool, but I, yeah, I just avoided it like, like all hell. Um, but yeah, like apart from like, I, I, I saw a lot of use in improvise because I, like, the one thing I liked about Kaladesh was the using the artifacts uh, and the vehicles. Like, the vehicles are invariably artifacts as well, so you just wind up with shitloads of artifacts and uh, you wind up, like, sort of building this hand that is just waiting. It's like sitting there, perched, waiting to pounce upon your opponent, and then you have like that last card you need and you put it down and then everything starts to just fall to bits for your opponent as they like, just watch everything get shredded. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of stalling and shit. And uh, that's how, like that's how I play artifacts anyway. And uh, yeah, improvise sort of meant that I was able to get a bit of like speed going with that shit. Like I, it, like whereas with Kaladesh, I'd have all these artifacts on the board and I'd be like waiting for a fucking land to come. I'd be waiting to draw a land or something. I'd be like, yeah, okay. As soon as I draw a land, it's fucking over for you. And then I just have to draw until I got that land in this. If I can just improvise my way to actual board control pretty quickly, which was pretty different. I actually won some games out of a deck that I constructed. I lost games as well out of decks that I constructed, but I did. Okay. What about you? Luke? how'd you do?
0: Um, I did all right, I guess. I think I only played a um, games that I play like three, I think, all up in the the night because I came quite. You were there a lot longer than yeah, I. Yeah, you, you
1: there a, a bit late.
0: I showed up after work, um, but I ended up playing you uh, two times. Yep. Uh, first game, so I built a, a black blue deck, uh, which I, I thought was pretty good. I had some help from one of the other guys there. True. um as most most of the time we do, uh, and we I think we played that, and I did pretty well I think I got lucky that first game because I beat you quite quickly, yeah. um, mainly because of this one card that I pulled out, and it was just like screwing you over every single time i I <laughs> like tried to do anything,
1: yeah, I just like I was just getting boned into the bone zone hmm. um yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, but then that game finished and you we played another one and then you drew one of the Planeswalkers and then that just like completely screwed me over because I couldn't... Yep. I, I didn't know really... It's the first time I've come up against a Planeswalker and I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't really know what I'm supposed to do, but uh, yeah, I guess it's a learning process of... Oh, I'll, I'll figure it out one day. Because <laughs> um, yeah, it just seemed like... Yeah, I just wasn't sure, like, what the like the parameters around this card were, like, how you're supposed to deal with them in, like, a
1: situation. and So, I didn't tell you because I was having too much fun, like, whooping the shit out of you, but mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to work is, like, that mana that I kept building up, you can chip away at it by attacking. Yeah. And so, it's what, basically what happens is you attack the Planeswalker the way you might attack me. Yep. And so if you throw cards down to attack the Planeswalker, oh, I can still block them or whatever. But if you do damage, it takes away from that, ma- that fucking magic that I was building up on the Planeswalker. And if it reaches zero, then the Planeswalker is dead and they're removed from the, the table. So that's how you're supposed to deal with them. It's, it's also how you're supposed to stop them from getting the fucking seven magic whatever the fuck it was that took me for the... to
0: The stupid spell. Yeah.
1: yeah to cast that stupid spell um but yeah I didn't tell you that
0: no well uh, I think um, I didn't tell you the, that. The, the problem was that I didn't have any cards out to begin with like I just had nothing on the board so yeah it was pretty not a good start because I think when we started it I was like oh we'll, we'll see how this plays out it'll be interesting true because um, yeah I just didn't have a good answer it turned out to be a bad decision um but anyway yep. like I had fun with that and then we played double headed dragon is that what it's called
1: Two-headed dragon, I think. Two-headed dragon? Yeah. Which is like a 2v2. 2v2, and you were going to be on uh, Luke uh, Lancaster from CNET's side. Uh, So it was going to be the two Lukes. Yep. Two Luke L's. And uh, I was supposed to be on the side of uh, one of the PR people. Yeah. For magic. And that didn't happen. But uh, he had to leave and go to PR work. And so my ring-in wound up being uh Justin Chong who was uh I think two-time Australian Magic the Gathering champion (laughs) and uh he not only did he uh draft my deck for me uh like I put together a deck and then he took all but like four of those cards out and replaced them with much better cards Uh, but then every single time i'd make i'd go to make a play he'd be like "Mm, maybe you should do this instead he was never like he was actually really cool about it He was never condescending or like he wasn't a dickhead about any of this shit he was just like super like here's what i would do and here's why i would do that and it wound up being this like super like informative play session where I felt like I was coming away with so much more knowledge, Mm. but you guys wouldn't have learned shit. Actually, all you would have learned was how to eat shit because (laughs) we fucked you and it was crazy. Uh, yeah, he's, he's exceptionally good at magic, which is very helpful, uh, for my ego. But, uh, I obviously readily recognize that I was, barely involved in that win except for the fact that I had to hold five cards up in his general direction sometimes so he could see them, so he could decide what we were going to do. But yeah.
0: Yeah, generally like when I build decks uh, you know, it's a bit of a process. It takes a little while to get there. you got to um, sort of put all your cards down, figure out like what colors you've got, how yep. many you've got to make sure you've got enough creatures and whatnot and then you got to balance them out so that you kind of got like a good good set of um of uh, like pools of mana and making sure it's not like a top heavy you've got a good even spread uh, yep. you know generally i read the cards and and go oh that one's pretty good and, and work it out but like luke, Lanc- luke lancaster was he spent fucking ages figure like going through every single card one at a time uh putting together each of our decks and um yeah he definitely had a, a more of a hand in that Whole battle than than I did. He he knows a lot more about that game than uh, than either of us combined because he plays all the time. But yeah, it's still like incomparable to the help that you had.
1: <laughs> yeah, like you had a talented amateur and I had a fucking actual former pro playing. Oh. So yeah, you, you were you were boned from the get go. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was still good fun. Um, Luke. Other Luke, Luke A, we call him. Because we've got you, your Luke 1, and Luke Lancaster's Luke A, so that they're both top-tier Lukes. But, uh, yeah, he did not seem to be having fun by the end of the game. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he, like, I I don't know why. I think he sort of thought that he could win because he must have figured that, I would drag Justin down, but he didn't take into account the fact that you would drag him down. Yeah. No, I didn't drag anyone down. I, I was doing great moves. <laughs> he agreed with everything I did. <laughs> it was all good. But yeah.
0: I usually checked with him first before I made a move. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't know, man. I have fun playing that game. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, I like that they keep reiterating on it and, like, every couple of months there's, like, different mechanics they introduce and uh, it's a lot of fun going through all the cards and, and uh, like, building new decks all the time and, uh, and then adding to them and just trying to figure out, like, what works, what doesn't work. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. Cool way to go about it.
1: There's something about building decks in... <laughs> magic that I never really got out of building decks in Hearthstone, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get, I, it must be the, you know, tactile element Feel that's it. involved, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just never really got anything out of it in Hearthstone. I was just like, I'd quickly go through what cards I had. I'd go check the current meta. I'd re- I, I did a lot of research so I could do as well as I was capable. But, yeah, I wasn't really... I. Like, I don't think I ever played a straight-up net deck because I never had the cards required to play a straight-up net deck mm-hmm. in Hearthstone. Uh, even if, even when I had, like, the legendary I'd, I'd need, I wouldn't have, like, an epic or something. And I wouldn't have the fucking dust I'd need to create such a thing because I'd have already used all my dust to create some, like, goofy-ass bullshit like uh, my yog, yog and Load Hunter where uh, it revolved around casting as many spells as humanly possible so that when uh, you dropped Yogg-Saron, uh, like, shit would just go, like, even more spells would come out and it was just, like, a fucking flip of the coin as to whether or not you lived or not. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. I, I still, like, that's that was what I spent more time researching, I think, in Hearthstone, was goofy horse shit that I might get away with. But in this, in, in Magic, I feel like I'm attempting to create construct like some sort of halfway decent deck. I guess it's because I don't really play it all that much. I only play at these events generally or like at when when we go to the Magic Grand Prix when it was here, we played a bunch of games and stuff like that but otherwise I don't really get into it. Like it's not for me most of the time. I guess I know it's going to be a fucking huge money sink. Mm. But uh, yeah. I don't know. I still enjoy it when I play it. I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to work out in my mind why I enjoy playing Magic and I don't enjoy playing Hearthstone anymore. Because I don't enjoy I don't play Hearthstone. I've got Hearthstone uninstalled on my computer now. Because mm-hmm. I, I just... I had Jack. I got Jack a bit. I think it was around the time they last nerfed Yogg. I was like, well, they're just taking away fun from me now, so fuck it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I didn't play much of... Um Hearthstone, like, like, could you mix decks in that as well, or is it just like you're playing a mage? These are mage cards.
1: Yeah, there are mage specific cards, and there's a bunch of neutral cards, yeah. and you could use the neutral cards in any any deck, but you could only use the mage cards in mage, unless you stole them. There are ways, but yeah, Look, I always liked Hearthstone because what it did really well was it lanced deep into the fact that it was all computer based, mm-hmm. right? I really liked it for that, but yeah, apart from like, yeah, apart from that, I, I guess I don't really like it as a card game or a game in general. Anyway, that's all I got. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, I told you I pulled that foil card, right? So I pulled this um, Yeah. Uh, as we were going through, I don't know, we're given a bunch of cards to try to make decks with um, and I pulled this foil card out, uh, which is... I think every... I think every deck that you get... Sorry, every, like, uh... What do they call them? Hmm. like a pack that you buy, like, the booster packs. Booster packs. Yeah. Booster. Uh, you usually get, like, regular cards, like a, a land card, and I think there's a... You normally get, like, a rarity type in there. Um, like, it's got a... It's got a chance of, obviously, having, like, super rare, card, rare cards, but you you always get, like, a specific type of rare in there or something. Um, but I pulled this foil card out, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool." Uh, and I looked it up, and then that, and it was like a hundred and fifty US dollar card, and I was like, what "The fuck? This is crazy." Um, so yeah, that was pretty pretty insane. It was like the highest card they had uh, from this series, and I, I tried to read what it does, and I have no idea what it means. So it's uh, it's probably a good card, but. I don't know what it does. It's, it's quite strange. So, yeah. Did you get any, anything cool like that?
1: Uh, I got this really cool... Like, it, it's a foil. It's a promo card. Uh, it's a fucking frill-neck lizard is uh-huh. the artwork. And uh, it's a pretty fucking beastie card, to be honest. Um, like, it does... You get a lot of energy out of shit in, um, in this expansion or whatever so uh this one whenever you pay an energy you this card which is already a seven seven it's a seven mana seven seven but still it's already a seven seven uh if you pay a single energy you get plus one plus one for the until the end of the turn and it's got trample as well
0: yeah and
1: so there's this potential this card it's just got like crazy potential to get well out of control if you can get enough energy together and then you play the card and then you just dump as much fucking energy as you can on it and then you just trample your way to victory
0: yeah okay
1: but uh yeah so, I had some, so the the deck that I created around this card had in it like energy and gaining energy created more energy and I was like well and truly ready to just drop a uh, fucking 30 30 on you guys for a turn and see what you could do about it but yeah yeah so the one i, I pulled was an artifact
0: that uh creatures with power greater than the number of cards in your hand can't attack and i'm not really sure how that's supposed to work is that Sagan? creatures with power greater yeah. than the number of cards in your hand can't attack
1: So, okay so, so a
0: creature that has a power so my
1: seven seven, seven
0: but does that I count for both seven. players or just like
1: <laughs> i guess it counts for both otherwise yeah. what the fuck would the point be
0: yeah it just i don't know what circumstance you use that card in it's um, true yeah i'm not that knowledgeable to understand um when you would use that and why
1: yeah okay
0: yeah anyway that's cool. I had, I had fun playing. I usually do. So that's that's cool. Uh, and always learning more and more every time we play. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. That's uh, magic. Aether Revolt. Out now. Solid. We'll go play it. Uh, what else have we got on here? Sn- Hitman. Sn- Hitman. You've been playing Hitman. I've been playing Hitman. Um, I actually played some of this, uh, I think, during the break. I just forgot, about, forgot to talk about it last week. Good one. Um, been playing a lot more of this i think i'm like three missions deep now that it's that game's really good (laughs) uh did you end up finishing it at all or you kind of
1: no i haven't finished it it's i want to go back and i feel like i'll go back i think the next uh what are they called like those fucking elusive missions Elusive targets yeah the next one drops pretty soon i'm gonna go back then but i've just been a bit too busy
0: yeah one just Uh, ended the other day
1: i find when i'm playing it uh, I, like, lose heaps of time. Hmm. It's, it's a huge time sink for me. Oh, but, yeah. So, yeah, I need to... I haven't had the time to play such a thing recently, so...
0: Yeah, I talked about this, I think, before the Christmas break, and I'd only really done the uh, tutorials. Um, there's, like, a tutorial map, like a made-up boat, and I think they do three missions on that one to kind of teach you how to play. So I hadn't really progressed much past that. Um, so I've played the first, I think three missions since then. Uh, first one is in Paris where it's like a, uh, there's like a catwalk going on, like this Mm a fashion show. Yeah. I've got to try and, uh, eliminate some targets. And that one was really fun. Um, I like the whole kind of just exploring the area, the area and finding, um, like different ways that you can kind of interact with the environment that cause certain things to happen like there's all these different ways that you can approach the map map, and it triggers all these different events uh so that stuff is really cool and like I got to really close to the end of that level where um I think I needed to eliminate one more target and I happened to be upstairs and I I got upstairs and was just fucking around up there and, and trying to work out what pattern they were kind of in what they were doing and um yeah, they were kind of just did the target was running around upstairs going from like room to room and I, I kind of hacked a computer and and that got someone else upset and then they called uh, they called the person over that I was targeting and I was kinda of like watching what was going on with their interactions. And I jumped outside this window and onto this like this catwalk, and I saw this there was an interaction there, and it said it came up with something. I was like, Alright, what's this? So, so I just clicked it, and the next thing I know, I'm like the lighting that I'm that uh, is below the catwalk just drops, and it lands below me on the fashion show, and just fucking kills like dozens of people. And I'm just like, oh shit, what have I done? <laughs> like I've gone through, I spent like 45 minutes not killing anybody, you know, being super stealthy, and then I've accidentally just like set the place on fire. It's everything's going to shit. Uh, so it, like the whole place is freaking out. It's splashing up on the screen, being like uh you know something about wrong target killed blah 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 whatever it just keeps going on for freaking ages so i'm like well this is fucked let's just go um let's just go kill this other lady so i just ran up and just snapped her neck and left out the front door so that was kind of uh (laughs) disappointing ending to that one because i was trying to be like really smart about it and take my time and make sure i wasn't spotted and be super stealthy and then i went and pressed a stupid button and it just blew up half the the mansion that we we're in um yeah and then the next map i did uh, i think it was it in italy and yeah yeah, that one i think was is that the one where you have to kill the there's like a virus in a, yep. a laboratory yeah so i played that one and that one took me about an hour a lot of ex- exploration in that one kind of just walking around watching people yeah uh And I don't know how you did that one, but I made the guy think that, uh, his dead grandmother was haunting him. What? And, uh, he... (laughs) Yeah, so I, I, I was, uh, I went into, like, the dining room, turned on the, um, it's like a gramophone in there, and the music started playing, and then... He freaked out about that because you, you hear some stories from someone else saying that, like, uh, this happened once before where he, he collapsed after thinking he's, his grandmother was haunting the place. Um, right. And it kind of gives you, like, hints as to what you got to kind of do. So, I yeah. did that. And then I set – there's, like, a chair lift um, near one of the, the stairs. So, I set that off. And then he freaked out, went upstairs. And then there's, a uh, like, a, a, a bell in his room for, like, the servants, like, alerts the servants that he needs help, so I, I pulled that, and then he, he goes up to his, his bedroom, um, and then there's a fan sitting next to the chair, and I turned on the fan and made the chair rock, and then I went and hit him one of the baskets in the room, and then he comes in, he sees the chair rocking, he starts freaking out, and then he just passes out, uh, and then I just snapped his neck while he's on the ground and left. <laughs> so, that, like, that sort of stuff is, I think, so awesome how you can just yeah. kind of there's all these different ways you can approach it. And, and uh, like, I could have just went in there and just shot the dude in the head and just left. But the fact that you can kind of find these little intricate stories that are spread out throughout this uh, environment and and just uh, do those type of things, like, you can even not do some of those things. Like, if I don't turn the fan on and rock the chair, it doesn't complete that part. Like, I have to do every single one of these chain of events to kind of jump in there and get that check mark. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying that game. I've noticed that I'm not doing very well in the scoring system yet. I uh, yep. I seem to be taking my time quite a lot, <laughs> uh, which I'm okay with. Like, I, I like to just look around and see what's going on and kind of get a feel for it and, and not hurry along, whereas I've looked at the leaderboards on my friends list to kind of see what other people are doing, and it seems like they're doing them in, like, 20, 30 minutes. And it's probably because they've played it a bunch of times, but otherwise... Uh, my first run through I'm just kind of getting a feel and getting an idea of what all the different like story beats are and um, how you can approach the missions yeah yeah that game's a lot of fun to kind of just you know every couple of days jump on and do a mission um, and see where you go
1: yeah like I said though you just wind up like you get in and you're like "Yep, okay I'll just do this mission and then yeah you fucking fall down the rabbit hole Mm. And yeah, like you're suddenly you're like trying to find some fucking rat poison so you can kill this dude by poisoning his fucking spaghetti. Yeah. Some shit. And yeah, like it's it's one of those games where you can't really play it. I, I can't really play it anyway for a short amount of time. I need like a solid hour. <laughs> yeah. At the very least. Yep. Yeah. But yeah uh yeah pretty good yeah
0: i enjoy it a lot of fun definitely recommend it uh what else have i played um i played a game called siegecraft commander oh yeah yeah this is an australian game made out of sydney um so i got a key for this and it came out last week so i think it's about 15 bucks on the um steam store um (laughs) really interesting game Uh, Mm. it's basically a like a mix between like an rts and a tower defense game right yeah um where so you start off with a uh with like a, a kingdom and you're building all these outposts and uh the outposts can kind of extend on to build like garrisons or barracks and all these other type of buildings. Um, And the way it works is so you start off with that one kingdom, you click on it. And from that actual building, you fire like a, I don't know, like a trebuchet. And then wherever that lands is where the next building builds, but also it creates like a wall between you and that building. And then you kind of progress outwards and start, making this kind of um your base but you can't it's it's all has to be built on flat land like if there's any objects in the way then it it doesn't connect properly and you have to start again um you can't cross section in between other buildings so there's a wall in the way you can't build over the top of that wall it's kind of all got to be like line of sight stuff um without anything interfering at all and um from there you're trying to eliminate the enemy so the enemy has similar types of towers spread throughout the map and you are uh, yeah you basically trying to build up towards them and then take them out because when you build outposts you can shoot at other targets you use the same sort of mechanic kind of click on the outpost outpost you select and drag back and it gives you like a range finder of percentages and then it'll show you where you're aiming and then uh, it throws like a TNT barrel at them. And you have to do that a couple times and you'll eventually destroy the um, whatever uh, object you're trying to kill. Uh, but, you know, there's limitations of where you can kind of, how far you can shoot and, and then that kind of factors into where you're going to start building buildings and, um, yeah, it eventually just, like you're just planning the entire time like where you're going to go and what you're going to do. Right. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm not a fan of the game at all. Like, I can't. I, I'm not. I can't get into it. I think that the ramping difficulty is way too high um, from mission to mission. It kind of starts off very basic. It shows you the, um, you know, the, the very simple structures that you kind of need to build, and then it from there it kind of escalates from mission to mission. But by mission three, I was like super struggling to grasp just simple concepts of what i should be doing um, it starts throwing in things like tech trees at you which doesn't it didn't explain at all how to do that so i didn't really know what i was supposed to be doing with that sort of stuff um, and the way it ramps, ramped up in difficulty is it's the tower defense elements come into like you can build barracks and then that sends out enemies or um sorry it sends out like little warriors to the enemy But uh, they can do the same thing to you. So they might have a a barracks up in a corner somewhere that's like constantly sending enemies out towards you. Um, But you can do the same. But there's no real way of delegating where you want these guys to go. They kind of just go to wherever they want to go. I guess maybe wherever the closest is or something like that. So you've always got stuff coming towards you. Um, And you're kind of managing keeping some of these like little attacking minions a while while also building out your your bases and keeping your defenses up while um there are resources on the map that you kind of got to uh, excavate and get a hold of because that allows you to build other things and so there's like this whole juggling that's going on but it it doesn't um it doesn't feel like it ramps like the difficulty up slowly it just kind of throws you in the deep end and it says all right you figured this out it might take you a couple of goes to figure that out, but, um, yeah, you might get there eventually. And I just didn't feel like I had the time to kind of sit there and work out the intricacies, the intricacies about, like, how to... Um, you know, what strategies I needed to do. Because it's... the Like, the third mission, I think I was focusing on and doing one thing, and then all of a sudden, on the other side of the map, they started seeing, like, flying creatures at me, and I was just not prepared at all for that. Yeah. Um, so then I... Because you need, like, special defenses for those. Like, they these type of outposts can only attack these type of units. Um, so then I uh, I kind of went back to it another day and thought, all right, I'll give it another look. But it just didn't click with me at all. I, um, I don't know. There's just something about it I, I'm not into. It seems like a really smart idea, but I don't like the campaign structure at all. There's just yeah. something about it that I'm like, oh... It's, it seems like a really fun cool idea but the way this is laid out just doesn't uh, it doesn't teach
1: me very well what I should be doing yeah it sounds like it doesn't breadcrumb you properly like it's, it's just a, a failure for them to implement a, a design system that like satisfyingly drags you towards a, a level of playing where you need to be which I think happens a lot yeah especially with indie games and I think a lot of the time the really popular indie games they become popular like it's very rare for an indie game that doesn't do doesn't break from play as well to become pro- popular mm-hmm. uh, like there are very few instances of games where where they've managed to buck the trend
0: yeah
1: so yeah it's, it's a bummer like, like
0: Yes, like got some cool ideas in it. So like I would do things where I would build an outpost within range of the enemy and then we would start like a war of shooting each other. Yeah. Um, You know, it takes a couple of hits to kind of block that building. But if they managed to destroy me first, all I would do is just build another outpost in the exact same spot within seconds and then start firing it again. And so I would just be this like turtle game of just building outpost to outpost, And all I would need to do is build outposts um i think in the second mission there was like a shield bubble covering uh some of their base and all i really did was build an outpost keep firing at that bubble to knock down its shield and then uh once my outpost was was destroyed i just build another one and start over again and just kind of keep chipping away and eventually i just wiped out that entire base by building one outpost because um, there's no like it doesn't like it there's no, like, limit on how much you can build that outpost. There are, like, timers on certain things. Like, if you try and build a barracks and, say, for instance, you sh- you fire it and it clips a mountain, um, then you can't build that barracks for, like, 20 seconds. But with outposts, you can just kind of keep placing them as, t- as the game goes. So uh, I could kind of navigate between two outposts and then just start firing at the enemy between what, like, uh, switching between both of them and just kind of, like, rapid firing. Um, and if they block one then it didn't matter because I was still in control of that section so i just kind of turtle my way through their base and, and that doesn't really help um, teach me how to play properly like if I can yeah, just it game it bad way. Habits. yeah um, it's
1: the same thing I complained about with battle right right yeah like just yeah the game teaches you either teaches you bad habits or it doesn't teach you shit and it's just yeah it's not a really good way to go about I don't know is it in early access or whatever no, it's out. Then yeah, that's not. It. Yeah, that's the excuse battle right uses right. It's in early access and they haven't gotten around to that kind of shit yet. Another game that uh, suffers from this a fair bit, I think, is um on the list. Yep. If you finished, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's finished. Like it, it's got it's got multiplayer and there's like different factions you can kind of choose from. Um, but yeah, I just <laughs> that's campaign really turned me off um and i believe there's like an art um there's an rts mode and there's also like a turn-based mode as well um but i think the turn-based and uh turn-based mode is multiplayer um I, i didn't really look into that because i wasn't through the campaign and then the campaign just completely threw me off yeah and then like the tech tree stuff was weird like it kept flashing up on the screen, being like, texture, and I click on it, and there's all this stuff there. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be clicking on. You haven't really taught me what I'm doing, but you keep annoying me with this bubble down the bottom. So, I'm clearly supposed to do something with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like it's got a few things in it that needed a bit more work on, or someone to sit down and look at it. Maybe it's supposed to be really challenging, and I just don't get it, but uh, I just don't feel like it, it teaches you very well. Um to play a campaign you know generally campaigns are supposed to uh issue into it and you know get you to understand what each unit does and how to use them and then when you take that into multiplayer you kind of have an understanding of what you're supposed to be doing this just seemed like uh throwing you in the deep end
1: and just letting you figure it out for yourself um anyway what were you going to talk about Dreadnoughts. dreadnoughts yeah So, Dreadnought is out in closed beta now. Uh, We had a fight earlier about whether or not we're allowed to talk about it. Luke thinks it's on NDA. I'm pretty sure it's not. I didn't sign anything uh, about an NDA. So, uh, if they want, (laughs) they can fucking sue me. But, uh, yeah, they'll get uh, a sum total of half of all my... Patreon money. I get one beer, <laughs> and I already drank the beer, motherfuckers. Um, so yeah, what I'm driving out of here is uh, I don't give a fuck about your NDA. Make me sign something. That's that's the only NDA that counts. And one time I've even broken one of those, so not on purpose, but it's, it's been done. Um, Dreadnought. It has uh, has a similar problem that Siegecraft had in that it doesn't really break from you it doesn't really teach you what the fuck you're supposed to be doing and just sort of dumps you in it and expects you to work it out I've actually lots of problems with this game but I enjoy it in a sort of mindless sort of way uh, we've been playing it over the course of the week but uh, it's a spaceship game it's a spaceship game and it's basically space tanks it's world of tanks but uh, space yeah with spaceships it's, most of the time it's not even set in space which is my first problem you're in these giants uh capital size battle cruises like capital ship size shit like massive massive hundreds of people on board trying to make this fucking machine go type shit right mm. but you're flying it like in inside atmosphere that's not gonna happen how the fuck did the ship get into atmosphere? Oh, it warped. Oh, you warped, you warped into a- atmosphere, did you? Right. How did that work? Because obviously, I mean, theoretically, you were traveling faster than light. And then you went from the vacuum of space into uh, an area where suddenly there is, like, this stuff. There's oxygen or nitrogen or whatever the fuck makes up the atmosphere. Uh, so what, what happened then? Like, the pressure uh, differential... Alone. What did that do to you spaceship motherfuckers? But, you know, so there's that. Uh, Like, ships built in space aren't necessarily designed to go into atmosphere. Uh, They don't really necessarily work that way. A lot of the time, like, you you couldn't make the fucking International Space Station down on Earth and just fucking ship it up there on a rocket. Like, they do it piece by piece. But it wouldn't work to do it all at fucking once and then ship it straight up. That would never work because it doesn't really work that way. It needs to be constructed in certain ways. And then I don't think it would really necessarily hold together if you brought it down as a fucking into orbit, right? Obviously, it's in orbit, but, like, into our fucking – into our planetary atmosphere. It would just fucking fall to bits. It would crush. There's that joke in Futurama, right, where they take the ship and it goes underwater Mm -hmm. and – they're going underwater and they're like oh we're being subjected to such pressure you know such and such amount of atmospheres and friday's like oh how many um how many atmospheres can the ship take well it's designed for space travel so anywhere between zero and one and they're going up towards 400 atmospheres you know like like there's there's just shit that's not going right there but you're flying it really close to the ground and Like, as if that's working. Like, all you need to do... There's apparently no gravity on this fucking planet, because all you need to do is little thrusts. There's, There's not the constant fucking threat of plowing into the ground like a fucking plane that fails. Like, you don't have wings on these fucking dreadnoughts. There's no wings. They're not fucking aeronautically designed. They're giant fucking space tanks. They're designed for fucking, like out of space flight not fucking in orbit shit like there's just nothing nothing makes sense there right you've just got little thrusters to push you up or down and stuff it's ridiculous anyway so there's that which bugs the fuck so out i mean the me. science behind it annoys you uh yeah all combat takes place uh inside visual range yeah it, it, which d- doesn't make any fucking sense can, does it annoy you that you can hear stuff in space uh, I don't think I've spent any time in space. It's there, all There are space missions. Oh, there is space that space, space mission. Yeah. Fuck, yeah, you can hear stuff in space. That doesn't make any sense. What, have you got a complex computer AI simulating the space sounds so that you can hear shit? Oh, fuck it. Why would you need to simulate the space sounds of you fucking your friends exploding like who the fuck needs that what kind of ai who built that ai oh okay and <laughs> and uh i need sensors all over your ship so that we can register when your friends explode so we can simulate simulate that uh that noise oh yeah that sounds that sounds good um, could you build an AI that makes my friends not explode? No, no, sorry, that's not going to happen. That's not possible. Uh, your friends will explode. That's just gonna—you're just gonna have to deal with it. But at least you'll know about it. You'll know about their demise. Um, so yeah, that's that's thanks, thanks, Luke. That's good, it's good to remember. Um, yeah, space tanks. So it's like World Tanks. You start on one side. Other team starts on the other. It's like seventy-seven. Uh, you fly around in not space and uh yeah it all takes place it's like it's got like you can go up and down but otherwise like all movement it's it's six degrees right it's not 360 degrees of movement it's six degrees of movement in the sense that you can go left or you can go right or you can go up and down right but you can't like reorient yourself so that up is now down or whatever up is now left and shit like that it's not 3d space spatial awareness and shit you are just fucking you're always flying on a flat plane which i mean to me uh implies at least the existence of gravity in this like game because you're always oriented towards wherever the fucking ground is right so at least implies that but you don't need the general thrusts required to stay off the ground that's i don't know it's weird to me anyway um so yeah you're sort of always flying you just sort of adjust up and down and that that, like that's actually a pretty neat uh way to implement the the combat or i suppose it could all just work with helicopters they could have made a desert strike they could have made fucking world a desert strike remember those desert strike games or jungle strike, or whatever yeah, the fuck yeah. with the helicopters. Yeah, helicopters, yeah. It could have just been a fucking world of desert strike, and you, you hover up and you hover down, and you're doing like you're flying a helicopter, but it's all pretty rigid and stuff like that. And otherwise, yeah, it's generally just uh, it's just tanks, but in in air instead. This is tanks in space, and it's not really in space, and it doesn't really like the only thing about it that is necessarily spicy is uh, that all the all the Ships are giant fucking bricks in the air. Um, Oh, yeah, the UI is garbage. Like, literally one of the worst user interfaces I've ever encountered. Uh, It is so actively fucking uh, annoying. Like, it just doesn't want you to be able to navigate it. Uh, You click on something. Like, if you want to go back to your hangar, there are occasions where you just have to keep pressing the back button over and over and over and over again. Mm. That's how you get there. Like If you, if I were to click on, like, if I'm upgrading my ship, my spaceship, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I'll upgrade with this. Oh, no, uh, I don't want that. I'll just go back and you click the, the research tree button. And then you're like, okay, I'll, I'll check out these missiles instead. And you click on that. And then you buy that. And then you want to go back to the overall tree for the, the ship. Then you have to press, like, back, like, six times. You have to back, back. But you'll, like, back through all the other stuff you clicked until you get back to the fucking initial one. <laughs> so fucking annoying.
0: I think Ridiculous. the, like, the the showing you the hangar stuff is really cool and, like, getting an idea of how big these ships are. That stuff is is really, uh, really awesome. But, the yeah, the navigating it is a bit frustrating, especially when you're trying to... Buy certain parts for your ship or upgrades and then you've got to you have to research it first and then you have to buy it it's just like a weird
1: system (laughs) yeah and like why does it take four seconds every time I, I research something and it comes up with this giant fucking icon like this cubish cubic icon to tell me that I fucking researched it and then that'll dissipate and then I click it to buy it and then it comes up with the same icon each time this icon comes up it takes literally three seconds so it's like 10 seconds just to research and buy just fucking let me research just let me buy the fucking thing i'm trying to trying to get through some shit here okay it's not like your fucking ui tells me what the fuck anything does anyway it'll be like oh warp drive oh and i'll hover over and i'll be like i wonder what that does and it gives me a stats readout Well, it's on cooldown for a longer time than your current item. What the fuck does that... Like, how does that help me? At the moment, I've got boost speed. Now I've got a warp drive, which has a longer cooldown. But otherwise... I guess I'll wait until I've I've bought and equipped this thing... And then gone into battle with it... To find out what the fuck it does. That's ridiculous. Just have, like, the... Just two sentences... A warp drive warps your ship forward. Oh, okay, fair enough. I probably could have worked that out myself, <laughs> but you know, would have. I just wanted to make sure before I spent like all this XP that I seem to earn like fuck all of, and uh, and a shitload of money on. But yeah, there's another thing. There's uh, there's different like matchmaking pools. You can be in recruit pool or veteran pool or Elite Pool, Mm -hmm. and I have no idea why you would be in any of them ever. None of it makes sense to me. Uh, All I know is that even when I have a really good, or what I feel like is a really good game, right, I never see it reflected on the scoreboard or in my, my, like, uh, currency gains. I could, like, at the end of the game, I'll be like, fuck, I kicked ass that game i did fucking work but then i'll go to the scoreboard and i'll be like seventh i'll be like hang on the fuck does that work How, how, how does that work i literally killed six ships on my own i have eight fucking assists i died once uh how how am i like second last on my team and everyone else and but like at the top of the team is this dude with one one kill and five deaths and apparently he was sitting behind some giant dreadnought the entire game as one of the medic ships just healing them and so if i wanted heals i would have to fly down in between him and the big ship that he was constantly healing so he would be able to see me and uh, generally, it was just faster for me to just wait for my auto heal to kick in, yeah. and uh, and then I'd I'd regain the health that way. But yeah, I'm flying around. And I'm like, it's it just doesn't count. It doesn't like aggregate fucking skill point or like points based on your contribution, even a little bit. Like it doesn't doesn't consider the fact like there are these ships called corvettes in it that are super fast, ultra annoying. Uh, They don't hit super hard. But if you're in, like, a Tier 2 game in your Tier 1 fucking uh, sniper ship... Sniper ships are a thing that exists, by the way. Uh, Don't ask me why. And, uh, yeah, you're in your sniper ship, in your Tier 1 sniper ship, and a Tier 2 Corvette shows up, you're dead. You're straight up fucked. There is literally nothing you can do. They will, like, they... It'll take them some time, and if you've got friends nearby... They may even die as well, but you're dead. You are definitely dead. Uh, it doesn't matter how good you are at toggling your fucking shields or like manoeuvring away or anything like that. You're dead as a doornail. Uh, that's just the way tears work. It's the way tears work in like World of Tanks as well. Um, that's fine, right? In a Corvette, you're probably like your best shot at getting kills is generally to go for the the sniper ships right you go find them and you go fuck them up and you get some kills and everything's cool right so i will go around and i will harass the fuck out of them i'm not even like just fucking i'm not even just finding tiny tier one sniper ships and fucking them i am like flying through the middle of their fucking shit and i'm picking off like whoever i can i'm doing damage all over the place this isn't damage that is necessarily ruining any days but if you take damage you don't auto heal so auto heal takes longer to and like engage which means you're out of the battle for a little bit longer uh it takes like there's more healing needed to be done before you're back in like you are if like as a corvette just harassing is such a huge boon to your team. So if you're doing that, plus you're getting like five or six kills and you're getting a handful of assists, you should like the game, the game should be virtually sucking you off. It should be like, that is fucking spectacular. You are nailing it. Well done. Thank you for being like you literally carried this shitbird team on your back well fucking done and then you look at the scoreboard and you're like yeah I'm dead (laughs) last apparently I did nothing for my team and you got 400, you earned 400 XP for your team uh, despite the fact that you you're pretty sure you killed the command ship twice and all this other shit and you're like I don't understand how any of this works and that's, that's pretty much my experience with Dreadnought i don't understand how any of it works i feel like i'm doing really well i feel like i'm doing shit right i'm getting kills i'm harassing the fuck out of people i'm not dying myself which means they're not getting points for my death uh and and then yeah i look at the school board and I, I don't get squat and i'm like well what the fuck is this? Why, why am i playing then what the fuck am i doing here i'm not i'm not having fun if i'm like not doing if what i'm doing if what i'm doing is what i consider be fun and productive and it is technically the not the right way to play then i don't think i want to play Mm -hmm. like especially because the only way to fucking upgrade the only way to go from a tier 2 ship to a tier 3 ship is to earn fucking twenty thousand xp and if i'm earning 400 a fucking match yeah that can suck my dick. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way I'm doing that. I'm never getting to tier three at that rate. I'm never, like, good God. I'm not even going to fucking upgrade my guns at that rate. It's horseshit. So, that's what I think about journal. So, if you stop playing it, then? Uh, <laughs> I, I can probably be convinced to jump back in and just, but I'll just fuck about, I guess.
0: Yeah for me the only thing I I don't really like at the moment is the Corvettes I think that there's something not right with them they don't seem balanced um at least in the level of play that I'm in at the moment which is quite early on uh seems like they can just kind of run in and destroy you without any repercussions they just can fly in and fly out um and you can't do much about it because they don't take enough damage in order to kill them um so I by the time you try and kill them, you're pretty much dead because I'll just launch a bomb at you and, yeah, you're fucked. Um, and then if you do start hitting them, they'll just fly out of there and use their boosters. So, like, I've seen games where most of the time the top scoring people on the other team are just corvettes because they've got no deaths and they've just been smashing all the other, the artillery and cruisers.
1: And- yeah, they just run around and <laughs> pick off the little weak ships. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, like, I think that's a tempting way to go, but it doesn't really help your team. Like, yeah, you see the Corvettes at the top of the team on the losing team, though. Hmm. You know? It's just... Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, but if it's the um, if it's the missions where you're just, uh, like, team deathmatch stuff or oh, yeah. that sort of thing, then, yeah. Um, the one where it's, like, you're protecting your, your command ship, I don't really understand how that works. It's, like, a weird... Um, like there's a giant cruiser kind of floating around, and uh, the AI is controlling that, but you don't really decide where the AI is going. It kind of just flies around. You got to stick with it. So sometimes you're just relying on, oh well, that your your AI ship is out in the middle of fucking nowhere now. Uh, it's gonna die because yeah, it's not behind cover or anything like that. <laughs> uh, like the idea of this game is kind of to like fly around but also being cover like quickly be able to get in the cover and find really good vantage points whereas if your cruiser is if you're relying on a game where blowing up your cruiser is pretty detrimental to your score then there's not much you can do about it other than just run in and fight um so i don't know if i like that mode either uh but the rest of it like i'm having fun with it when i do play i don't have to wait long uh if there's lag in the game i'm not really noticing it like i don't know where it's matching me up with people um like if we're getting ranked with overseas or if this is just local games i don't think it's local games because it's finding matchmaking way too quickly to be local yep um so yeah anyway it's uh it's an interesting
1: game i think it's a lot of work to go still yeah Yeah, it's in closed beta. That's the thing, right? It's in closed beta. So maybe they'll fix up the fucking... The way they score shit. Maybe they'll fix up the UI. Hopefully they'll fix up the UI. Uh, Maybe they'll fix up the science behind all of it, you know, and reconstruct the entire thing as a helicopter game. There's lots of options on board, I guess. Hmm. Um, Yeah, I'm just... I don't know. I'm not convinced. They've only got five tiers. So if they don't want everyone just being fucking tier five three days in then I think they're stuck artificially length lengthening the amount of time it takes to get to tier five Mm -hmm. uh, which is wholly unappealing to me Um, and yeah I don't know Uh, I don't know it seems like it's too late to make it a helicopter game probably they'd have to like code animations for fucking rotors and stuff and it's probably too much effort
0: I think people like space more than helicopters.
1: Yeah, but like if but they're not making a space game. Look, okay? Making a fucking hover ship game, okay? With space elements. Mm.
0: We'll see. <laughs> what else on the list? What's Aquatic Adventures of the Last Human? it's an interesting
1: game uh i got it because it was like a buck on steam and uh dan Hines, who is creating uh wildfire wildfire and who was supposed to come on the podcast but fucking just bailed multiple times like a fart uh was pimping it on twitter he's like oh yeah it was built in uh whatever engine he used game maker i think and uh and i really want to you know check it out and see what it's about well yeah okay cool i'll check it out i'll have a look and uh yeah i kind of like it like it's um it's like a it's like a metroidvania right but uh it sort of feels like There's no restrictions on where you can go at any time. So in that sense, it's uh, a little bit uh, Dark Souls. And I I cringe at the idea of evoking that name because everything is the Dark Souls or whatever these days. Oh, it's the Dark Souls of games. Anytime you want to, like, explain away a game. Like I said, it's it's sort of like Dark Souls. What do you think? Do you reckon it's super hard?
0: yeah
1: right that's that's the general that's the code word right the code the code is oh it's the dark it's 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 like dark souls you think oh so it's fucking hard then and uh it's it it is kind of like it's tough while you work out how things work and stuff but it's not that difficult uh it's more like i've seen it described as uh, shadow of the colossus mm-hmm. um i like that but I would say, uh, I, I would say the Dark Souls uh, comparison is is fairly apt. Anyway, like what what happens is it's all boss fights. Like you, all you ever do is boss fights. It's a Metroidvania where all you ever do is boss fights. In this, so in a sense, you've you've got this map and you navigate the map, and you're unable to uh, like access certain parts of the map because you don't have the tools required yet and so instead what you need to do is access different parts of the map and as you do that uh as you fight um uh, as you as you access those parts of the map you'll come across bosses and the bosses are fucking they're proper tough uh and when you kill the boss you'll acquire a new piece for your sub marine uh, and it all takes place underwater i should probably fucking say that eh? it all takes place underwater and you're in a submarine and it's like uh earth has been lost underwater buried underwater over time and so yeah you're this human who's traveled back and yeah everything's like different to you and you're trying to work out what happened uh but anyway you, you find these boss uh areas and you fight the bosses and then you acquire a new piece, and then you can go access a new area. And the new area might have a new block to it, so you'll have to go find a different boss. Or you might just stumble across the, the next boss. You might stumble across the bosses out of order, even. Stuff like that. You just got to fight bosses, and the bosses are tough. And you might not have the tools required to beat a boss, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, uh, yeah, inevitably... Uh, You're supposed to kill all the bosses I haven't killed all the bosses um, But yeah It's just I don't know I think what it is I think what really kept me playing it Was the music mm-hmm. The music in it is this sort of I don't know I'm, I'm not good at describing music, eh? I'm such a fucking Was it like serious music? Nah, well sort of But it's like this <laughs> synthesized oh serious music. Ah it's callbacks. Callbacks. Um synthesize like trancey stuff like sh- Ship tune I wanna say and um yeah, it's like you know, you feel like you're exploring this underworld water world and then when boss areas are around it sort of builds up and um yeah, I've been playing a little bit of Oxenfree. I didn't list it because I haven't really played enough of it to really get a feel for it yet, so I didn't want to talk about it too much. But Why it reminds- the fuck did you play that? Why did I play Oxenfree? Yeah.
0: Because
1: it's on the mega cheap. Um, that's not a game you'd like. <laughs> uh huh. I, I don't hate it so far. I mean, it's a little bit slow, but um, it's got similar music. Okay, yeah. Oxen Oxenfree. So if you've played Oxenfree, that's sort of what I'm driving at. Uh, it's got similar music to that, and I think that's kept me playing it a lot longer. It's also kept me playing Austin Free for a lot longer than I probably would. But, uh yeah. Anyway, it was one buck, so I felt like, you know, why not? It's back up to ten bucks now, which mm-hmm. is a bit of a shame, but still pretty cool. I guess if you've got the dollar-dollar bills, yo. Do it, do it. Mm. Sorry. Nice. Huge yeah, yawn. Uh, you've been
0: playing SWAT 4 as well today.
1: I have. Speaking of things that are available for purchase, uh, GOG.com, GOG.com started selling SWAT 4, uh, the gold edition for 13 Australian dollars. And how could I not? How could I not? I've got it on a disc. I already own it on a disc because Heath bought it for me one time. But uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy it again. Because mm. I want someone somewhere to be looking and be like, how much fucking money is SWAT making? Hang on. How much money is SWAT making us? And then they're like, oh, well, shit. i got to do it. $24. Let's make, let's make SWAT 5. What do you mean? Oh, fuck you. Let's make SWAT 5. And then they make a SWAT 5. That's the dream, man and if anyone who makes decisions is listening contact me because i would make SWAT five like you wouldn't believe the story i would tell did i ever tell you my idea for SWAT five um yeah i'm pretty sure you did what is it then
0: i don't remember it's it- it's
1: the shield
0: you've probably told on here as well
1: you just don't want me to tell it again no. cause it's too genius you're like well if- God, he's going to say it again. Oh, my God. It's so boring every time he talks. I'm so bored with everything he has to say. Uh, I think it's a bit impolite, to be honest, but here we are.
0: Uh,
1: anyway, if you do want to hear my awesome idea for SWAT 5 and you believe that uh, Luke is unbelievably harsh for shutting me down like that, just let me know. I'll tell you because it's fucking amazing. It would fucking kick ass.
0: Okay. Who owns that IP? Is it Activision? I think Sierra does. That's Activision, right? Yes.
1: Yes, yes. Yeah. So we don't want them to make it and they're not, not going to hire me to do it, I suppose. Call of Duty
0: Swap 5.
1: I'd, I'd play it, to be honest. <laughs> if Treyarch made it, I, I would play it the fuck out of it. Not nah, Raven fuck you
0: raven's swat 5
1: never soft. swat 5
0: never Has he got skateboarding it?
1: no oh. so it's not even the stuff that I was semi good at
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: uh, all right i mean i'll start on swat <laughs>
1: uh so what what would happen is you'd have the planning phase then you'd have the action phase and then you would have a phase mm-hmm. where you tried to make the action look legal in my swap five <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so you would like you would once you you bust in you're like okay what we're gonna do is we're gonna go in here uh we're gonna take down these guys uh and then we're gonna finish up it'll be all done and then when you go in right but you secure evidence for yourself. You're like, Oh, there's a hundred grand on the table. I'll just report. There's only 50 grand on the table. Oh, this guy's a witness to my stealing all that money. Oh, he died. I better plant a gun on him. And then you plant guns on the guys, right? And you are a bad cop. See what I'm saying? Okay. You're SWAT five, right? You're playing the cops, but you're playing a fucking bad cop, trying to like get away with shit because you're not making any money. Which was basically the plot of the Shield. And the entire time, you're trying to make it so that you get as much money as possible because you got to pay off people, you got to pay off your like SWAT members, you got to bribe like gangsters and stuff like that, and yeah and and also you know if if anyone gets injured you gotta pay the medical bills because they're in america and medical bills are exorbitant and stuff like that so yeah there's a lot going on there right like so you gotta make that money or the alternative is if you go in and you don't steal anything at all and you play it super fucking straight the game just gets like fucking really hard really fast you're like you don't have any fucking equipment all the guys on your team fucking hate you and you're like trying to manage like morale on your team because if they hate you enough right then what will happen is you'll go in right and you'll be the first one killed on entry you'll like bust through your breach right you go through the door and they shoot you in the back of the head and then the cutscene plays as they construct the crime scene so that it looks like you were killed while preaching and then they steal all the money. See what I'm saying? That's pretty hectic. It would be fucking amazing. It would be amazing. It'd be unbelievably difficult to put together. But I believe, I would believe in any team that attempted to, to do it. I'd pay stupid amounts on kickstarter just for the fucking promise and i've paid stupid amounts on kickstarter just for promise before hello the stomping land uh yeah (laughs) so take from me uh yeah maybe Maybe that's what ken's new game is he's like holy fuck fuck. it'd be such like oh it'd be all you know all the Politics and games crowd, they'd fucking get a shit ton out of it as well because it'd be, like, political as fuck. <laughs> be like, oh, the cops are bad or whatever. But you, you'd be like, no, you are the cop. You're the one doing the bad things. What, so you don't want to get murdered... Th- from bulletin that's that's you. That's on you. That's not on fucking not on anyone. It'd be like a debate and shit. It'd be some shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Take
1: down Red Saber. Another game that I spent way too much on on Kickstarter and got chomped out on. Anyway so that's all I got about SWAT 4 it's amazing and it's available on GOG.com and if you want to play it online which you can uh, you just need to you need to Google SWAT 4 no SWAT4Stats.com Hosts file. You need to make some edits to your host file because uh, it uses game or used GameSpy for all its uh, server stuff. Yep. But uh, GameSpy went down sixties ago now. So uh yeah. It um you gotta change the master server so that it can use the SWAT for stats master server. Pretty good.
0: Yeah. Solid. Alright. Uh, we've been playing more DayZ. We have your are uh- <laughs> Have you played since no. since the other day? No, the, no salt, I the salt is
1: real. Salt is real. Uh, I got killed by a hacker. Yeah, um, and I'll tell you what nothing nothing burns me more than dying to hackers in Daisy. It is my least favorite thing in that game, and there are some there's some shit in that game that pissed me off, but hackers. The problem with hackers, right, I, I, you know, nobody likes hackers in any fucking game, right? But the problem with hackers in Daisy is that you work... You have an inherent value in your character. Yeah. And there is this sense that everyone starts out on fucking... On a flat playing field. And the only thing that separates you is either... Uh, a, is a small amount of luck, but generally skill. And so... Uh, hacking removes like it adds knowledge uh, to a player it gives a player knowledge they use a thing called esp hacks uh, to know where items are to know where people are to know where zombies are at all times and uh yeah it adds knowledge to a, a player it gives a player knowledge that they wouldn't have access to generally and that allows them to uh put together or well, to to like it gives them more more available tools, and it gives them a distinct advantage, right? And that's that's wall hacks in every game, right? Like, that's how fucking wall hacks work, is a, an advantage of knowledge. But in DayZ, it particularly burns me because you work hard to build your character up, and there are ways that you can work to mitigate your own susceptibility. Uh, and. Yeah. Um like the it's one of those games it's it's one of those games where over time you build a knowledge base within yourself to better understand the rules of the game uh and once you reach a certain level where you're ostensibly an expert uh then the only thing that would should normally get you killed is bad luck or goofing around right and so bad luck definitely happens. Every, like everyone dies to bad luck. Like you get knocked out by a fucking zombie early on. You're dead. Done. That's, that's you. Uh, that can happen pretty much any time, to be honest. Uh, or you fall off a fucking ladder. Dead. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably shouldn't have happened, but Daisy, right? right? Yep. Uh, playing Silly Buggers. Everyone has like those moments where they're not paying as much attention as they should be. I got killed outside of um, uh, Mog Mogilevka, I think it was. Uh, And I got killed outside of it. And the reason I got killed is because we'd been fucking around running through Mogilevka and um, we hadn't really been paying attention to where one another were was so when i turned around and saw who i thought was seb standing there uh it turned out and when i i saw and standing there i turned around uh, i turned out it was a hostile player who saw me fucking stand on the spot and then uh shot me and i didn't die inexplicably uh ran away and um still when well, i still couldn't really establish where the fuck fiaran was so like our playing silly buggers meant that i wasn't able to take a shot at the guy who shot me because i wasn't able to distinguish between him or his friend or my friend and i didn't want to shoot my mate so i died i should have just shot i just should have just fucking shot whoever i saw but uh Anyway, uh, the problem with hackers is that your death doesn't occur to Eateros. If, even, if, even if you know you're being... Like, even if you know luck is on your side, uh, and it must have been in this case because I wasn't the first one to die, and I almost always am the first one to die. <laughs> uh, so luck was on my side, and even if I know that I hadn't been playing silly buggers, I was fucking on point with shit. And to, like, I went... I'm like, I'm going to get revenge on these motherfuckers. Um, So all I'm going to do is I'm going to crouch and hide in a bush uh, in a tree using full tree cover. I'm wearing all camo gear. I've got a fucking ghillie headset on. uh, Like, my gun is painted green. Uh, I am fucking... I am invisible. I am the fucking knight, right? I'm Batman, motherfuckers. And i'm like i'll get these guys we're at the northwest airfield i was already on edge uh and we'd spent a lot of time fucking about um prior to this and so then we reset to serious shit and we established where one another was and all that kind of stuff and then uh Yeah, two of our guys died. Uh, I went for a fucking, I hoofed it. Moved about 150 meters down from where they died. I had the the trees where they died lined up. So when the guys who shot them came over to loot their bodies, I'd be able to kill them. Uh, And then, yeah, as the guys ran over to loot the bodies, one of them directly veered in my direction, started running in my direction uh, handily kept trees between us the entire time uh, using trees as cover and then he stopped dead on a tree that was no thicker than my fucking arm uh, used that to give him cover left his in, like left his fucking back wide open to the entire northwest airfield uh, which is literally the most dangerous place on the fucking map Uh, left his back open to that and then he leaned out from the tree knowing exactly where I was and he shot me and I nearly got him which is the most disgusting part Uh, I still nearly got him Uh, I was just a microsecond too late uh, because I knew where he was because I was able to watch him Right, I was able to watch him run over he can't have known where I was because I belly crawled I was belly crawled over a hill into a tree and then crouched and was still... I checked with third person... And I was embedded in this fucking tree... And yet he turns... Without even fucking hesitating... To come get me... Uh, and murder me... Because he knew exactly where I was at all times... And he was able to keep trees as cover... Uh, and... Yeah... So he's a dirty fucking hacker... And uh, I reported him to the... Admins on the site that we play on... But... Uh, apparently they know the guy's who did the killing. And so that generally means I never like worked at game arena for a while. Uh, Saw a couple of, uh, more than a couple of ban reports in my time. Uh, I never, ever, ever, nobody ever, ever, ever wants to hear, Oh, I know these guys. Unless it is then followed up with, I've been suspicious of them for hacking for a while. You don't want to hear, oh, I know these guys. They're good because that's just me. Oh, okay. So they're getting the benefit of the, of the doubt because they're your mates then. Cool. Well, so all the, you know, my perfectly valid concerns are going nowhere because your mates with them, which sort of tells me how these servers are being run then. Mm-hmm. and yeah that's basically the end of this fucking story is uh the hack report was replied to with the phrase i know these guys uh i don't think they'd hack i'll check and see if they got more kills than usual i mean bear in mind that they got three kills uh across the space of 250 meters inside of three minutes uh Like, and they were videotaped, clearly veering off to come murder me. I actually recorded them doing this shit. Uh, But, yeah, nah, they know them, and uh, they don't hack, so I guess they mustn't hack, despite acting like hackers and using information they don't have access to. Hmm, Whatever. Cool, so that's it. So, yeah, I haven't played DayZ since that happened, and I probably won't play it for a little while now because Daisy was ruined as a mod by hacking, and it gives me significant concern to know that hackers are still rampant in Daisy because it means that they haven't fucking fixed it and they don't know how to fix it. ESP, like, they've, they've fixed it to a minimum extent in that you can no longer be teleported into fucking fight club style death camps, right? Cool. Or you can't be teleported a thousand meters above Cherno to plummet to your death. Cool. Yeah. But I would I, I think I'd prefer. I would prefer to die to that. Then everyone would know. Everyone would be like, yeah, okay, hackers, whatever, we'll start over. It's fine. Like shit. It's still shit, right? Obviously it's still shit. But this sorta ah, of, oh, yeah. I killed you. I I Daisy is the survival of the fittest game. That's what it is to me. It's it is survival in spite of someone else. Right? And someone cheating to survive in spite of me, that's that's horseshit. That is fucking bullshit. So, yeah, I won't be playing Daisy for a little while. which is a shame because I was getting way back into it well it's the way the fucking engine's constructed right the way the engine is constructed the way that they do all their loot is that at all times uh, they may have like shrunk the radius but uh, at all times um, you're able to like know where items are located so it used to be that you could actually like this ESP shit Hmm. would be able to locate anything on the map anywhere but they reduced the amount of uh, range of the server the, that the server gave information to you. So you no longer get information from everything all over the map. It used, but you you were for a time able to get fucking, you could like, I think you could like fucking, oh, I want to find an M4. Where's an M4 on the map? And it would tell you the pr- precise location of any M4s on the map. Um, how do you fix it? I don't know. If, like, how do you combat hacks in any game with a lot of hard work? And I don't. Yeah, it's think-
0: obviously something you can't stop. Like, there's always going to be cheaters. But is the solution having like a private server or like even we're now- on a
1: like these guys would have been if if we we're on Pipsy dot Net's private hive, we we still would have been fucked because hmm. these guys are known to the fucking admins at Pipsy. So yeah. What would why, what would that change? That's uh, the problem. You need ultra vigilance, like ultra vigilant fucking admins, but it just doesn't happen. Like it's just natural to give benefit of the doubt to people that you know, especially like if some dude is just reported is reporting a hack, uh, and he's only just like he signed up to your forums just to do this, right? Like, I get it, right? You you support your community to some extent but I provided fucking video and it's pretty damning video in my opinion I know you you chuckle fucks in our daisy group didn't really agree (laughs) somehow
0: (laughs) I don't Uh, think it's undoubtedly like I can't say for 100% um, but there's there was definitely weird stuff happening too
1: much weird stuff. Like, how much weird stuff has to happen before you guys will be like, yeah, okay. Well, okay. Benefit of the doubt, maybe they always run in Serpentines when they're sprinting down the runway of the Northwest Airfield like literally nobody ever does. Fair enough. That That is probably how you'd run down the center of the Northwest Airfield, uh, which is a thing that people don't do because they get murdered. Um, so yeah But that's how you do it So Serpentine's like you know somebody Is on the other side of this Is aiming at you at that point Using ESP of some sort Nope that's fine Maybe they aren't using ESP Maybe that's just how they act Cool It is a bit weird But maybe they just Maybe they just saw Something that they thought was sus In the trees And so that's why they didn't stop Even for a moment to look in the tents uh, that they, of like, at the location where they just arrived to uh, look for items. Instead, maybe they just, like, skipped straight to the murder part. And, yeah, okay. It's a bit weird that they saw a dude with a ghillie hat, uh, like, hiding in a tree, uh, and then they murdered him first, and then they murdered uh, the other guy. But the other guy had, like, a red bandana on, so maybe he was really easy to see. And maybe the... The ghillie suit guy, uh, maybe he m- moved or something. I don't know. So yeah, maybe there's that. Okay, but at this point, we're now at th- we're three layers deep. Um, we're three layers deep in this coincidence sandwich, uh, where we're just sort of yeah, that's weird, but it's probably okay. Okay, so if we're if we're playing d and d right, they rolled a natural twenty uh to to run into the camp in a manner that would not allow them to get shot they rolled a natural 20 to uh directly bypass the tents and go straight to the point where they were uh looking for people in trees to murder and then they rolled a natural 20 to shoot a dude in full fucking uh in sorry most full camo with a ghillie hat uh and also the other guy mm-hmm. uh So what what are the odds of that? That's 20 times 20 is 400 times 20 is 8,000. And then they shoot Squirrel again because he's not dead. Uh, He's just unconscious. Uh, But these ESP programs, they don't define between unconscious. They just define between alive and dead because that's how the server generally sees you. You're either alive or you're dead. So... uh, They shoot him again to make sure he's dead, despite the fact that he's lying on the ground in a dead-like state. That's uh, another times 20, so that's what's 160,000, 160,000. Then uh, when they run up to the bodies, uh, instead of checking the bodies, giving me ample opportunity to shoot them in the fucking back like I would have, they instead, uh, they veer directly towards me to come murder me. So that's uh, that's times 20 again, 2, 30 to 3.2 million. So that's one in 3.2 million. These motherfuckers, and then they use the trees, the entire way, to maintain cover between me and them, because they know exactly where I am, uh, because they've seen me, despite my belly crawling up to the tree, belly crawling over a hill up to the tree, into which I crouched in, uh, and then lined them up. Uh, so that's, that's times 20 again, we're at like, what, 6.2, 640 million or something like that, I guess? No, 64 million? So like I don't know. And, uh, yeah, one in 64 million. These motherfuckers, look, maybe they're not hacking, but at the same time, they should definitely, uh, like, hit the casino or something. Like, their luck is... That is some streak shit. They are doing very well for themselves. So, I don't know. I think they're wasting it on DayZ, probably. Or they're just cheating, which is, uh, you know, probably what's actually happened but yeah too many coincidences Luke yeah yeah
0: and I guess there's no way of knowing right if they're like the thing is if we could even see their screen then that would help you obviously um, but that's not a thing this this game does Um, like I know back in the days of like Counter-Strike there would be stuff where it would take screenshots of your computer and that would kind of Uh, like send it off to an admin database like there was different cheat types of protections that they'd they'd use Um, even things like Dota you can spectate people's like what they're doing and you'll see their mouse movements and if they're doing things on the screen which does not equate to where their mouse is then you know some funky shit is going on Um, but with like DayZ there's no way of knowing that right we're just relying on BattleEye and whether or not it's picking up whatever someone's running and if they are um you know, we've dealt with battle eye with with Siege as well. Siege is is, is on that one. Is that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we know that's had a problem in the past with, with cheating and uh, and there are things out there that it can't detect. You know, running the game through, like, Linux and having, a, like, the cheats running on a separate PC. That way it can't be picked up. And then having, uh, you know, there's tournament, tournaments like ESL who run their own anti-cheat types of... Um, software and you need to have that running at all times like maybe there are certain solutions out there that maybe would be good for this sort of thing i don't know um it's hard to tell i think if you can see what the other player is doing like if they if you were meant if you had to record at all fucking times um you know maybe there's a uh, a buffer of two minutes of each, between each kill Um, that it'll automatically update and send to a database somewhere. I don't know. Something like that, where you can see, like, what is going on on the screen. Um, At least then, like, if we had an idea of what they're doing on their screen and where they're running, um, maybe it would give you a better idea. I don't
1: know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it sucks when that stuff happens, especially with a game like that, because I've got my, like, my character's been
1: up for... Like a week or two now, I think at least. Right, like Fiona was saying, they're they're gonna implement growing beards. Yeah, but what what I wouldn't get anything out of it. I would never get anything out of it because I never live that long.
0: Not, yeah, and no, I don't understand the mechanic. Like, why would you want that? Okay.
1: <laughs> I think the other thing that it reminded, like, sort of made me realise is that there's no end game. There's no satisfying end game for Daisy at this point there's nothing to do like we're at the northwest airfield because we're out of shit to do mm-hmm. so like it, it just returns to that same old problem that they have no idea the gearing up process is really cool but once you're there you just go to a high fucking high profile high danger areas and die pretty much and that's i don't know unfortunate i guess it
0: needs to be raids
1: raids <laughs> totally
0: yeah all right what else is here um resident evil seven came out yesterday uh yes yeah so uh, i played quite a lot of this actually yesterday i played quite a lot of it oh yeah um do you play it a lot or just a little how much uh <laughs> played about an hour and a half okay yeah uh and you're not, you're not a fan you don't like it?
1: I'm not, Like, I just don't think it's... I don't know. It's getting, like, fucking nines and tens and shit. Hmm. I'm just not... I'm not seeing that. Not even a little bit. Like, I, I don't even know what planet they, those people are living on. Like, it's cool. And I think they do some really cool shit. I was watching some videos today of the very first boss fight. There are two ways it can can play out. I think that's really uh, fucking I think cool. there's more than two. Really,
0: um, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. When I was doing that boss, I th- I thought I found more than two. And what that's something else you were like
1: doing that boss. Uh, How many times did you do that boss?
0: Uh, I think I died three times. Um, I approached it different ways because How did you- things that happened. Have you finished it, that boss? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think the first time I was trying to shoot him. Yeah. Second time, I jumped in the car. Yeah. He didn't let me get in the car. Sure. Third time, I got in the car without him um, without him noticing.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then used the car. Yeah. So, I shot him to stun him, and then I hopped in the car, and then I used the car. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't tied in the game yet, actually. Uh, but, yeah. Like...
0: I don't know. So, I think that's cool. Like, that there's different ways you can approach bosses. Well, it um, seems
1: like there's only one correct way, because you cr- approached it the fucking wrong way a couple of times, right?
0: Uh, just because I didn't... Well, there are ways that you can do it, I just didn't do it properly. Because <laughs> right. I was trying to figure out, like, what I was supposed to be doing. Um. Yeah, and if he hits you with that car, you, you get wrecked pretty badly. Yeah. Anyway, we jumped right ahead. Uh, yeah, this is it's very different from the last game. It's seemed like a first-person yeah. um, view. You kind of rock up to this this house where you're looking for your... Is it your girlfriend or your wife?
1: Partner, oh, no. I guess. Oh, I don't know.
0: Whatever. Um, who's gone missing. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you receive a video saying, hey, come come help me. Come find me. And uh, You rock up at this house and it's this weird, creepy old house. You get in there and strange stuff starts happening. Um... I think it's really atmospheric. There's does some really cool stuff with the, that environment, and it, I've been pretty creeped out by it. At the start. Yep. it's got like a. There's definitely influences on stuff like PT. I think. Like, I don't know if it's
1: that quick of a turnaround. Like, how how long ago was PT? Was it two years? Uh, two years? Yeah. Uh, like I've I've heard conflicting reports. Right, I've heard two conflicting reports. Either either. They saw PT, mm-hmm. heard it was going under, and decided to turn Resident Evil into a PT-esque game. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, Sodi opened up a big briefcase, a comically large briefcase full of money, and said, we need a good game for um, PSVR, some reason for people to actually own this thing. Yeah. Like, how about you make Resident Evil like that, like you did with The Kitchen? And, yeah, so those those like, those like are the two stories, the two totally anecdotal stories I've heard about how it became a first-person, like, horror game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the alternative is, I mean, indie horror games have been trending that way for a long time. Yeah, yeah. So the alternative is they just decided they wanted to do it that way from the get-go. But I'll tell you what, the way it plays i don't think that's the case i i don't think it was always intended to be a fucking first person game it doesn't feel like there are areas where it doesn't really feel like first person is the way it should be played like when you're tr- crouch hiding trying to fucking like get around and like see certain things there are elements of the horror that are you can tell when you're trying to get a decent angle on said horror you can tell would be better uh, experienced in third person because you'd actually be able to see the shit uh, that was going on as opposed to crouching behind a fucking like
0: oh, a cabin. pilot
1: debris yeah, <laughs> yeah. Debris, trying to peek out and see what the f- anything at all you but know I, like I so- feel like
0: that's where the Playstation VR is like catered to because I've seen a lot of people playing that where they've the head tracking movement is, is in there so you can peer around the corners and like, look in between the cracks. Because um, when I jumped in, I was like, where's the lean button? Because I was expecting to, the, to be like a lean button, you know, looking around the corner. It has those type of movements when you're in the game. Like, yeah. they'll put their hand on the wall or on the object in front of you to kind of make it feel like you're about to peer around the corner. But that never actually happens, um, which I felt was quite strange. I think that's the kind of thing you're talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I mean, so it's, it's one of those things where, yeah, like, those are, those are animations that you'd expect to see in third person, I think. Like, they'd feel like they were interacting with the game world and it'd keep them grounded and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes me think they've sort of transported it into first person sort of late in the game, but not too late. I don't think... I don't like the comparisons to P.T., if I'm being honest. I like, not saying that the the story doesn't hold any weight. I just don't like the comparisons because to me pt uh that's like that the game doesn't operate how pt worked mm-hmm. you know pt was all about using like your site as an input and that's like that was a that was an important aspect of pt and like of what made it so brilliant in my opinion that the idea that your are the just looking at things, interacting with them, because it meant, like, not only did it separate you from the general interaction of a video game, which involves pressing a button, all you had to do was fucking look, but also, like, it also meant that what you were seeing wasn't necessarily what you were seeing, and there was an element of, like, psychological horror going on with that shit that I don't think... I haven't seen it at play with Resi so far, and maybe it comes into it later, but, like, I don't... Yeah, from what I've seen so far, like it's just pretty much Resident Evil. Everyone keeps saying, "Oh, it's Resident Evil going back to the, its roots," but yeah, for my measure, that just means it's, you're stuck in a fucking mansion where all the doors are locked in fucking ridiculous ways. I don't know how I, how does anyone like I don't know how anyone ever fucking made it around the original mansion in Resident Evil One. I don't know how anyone makes it around this fucking hillbilly mansion either, because <laughs> everything is locked by some sort of fucking puzzle. So anytime you try to go to a different area in this fucking house, you got to solve some fucking shit. And I do not like shapes on walls puzzles. They are aggravating.
0: There's not that many of them. I think I've done two. Right. (laughs) At the moment. But, um, I I kind of like how it funnels you into different areas of the game. Like you start off in that initial, I, I, I don't know, it's like a house It's like there's like one house and then you go to another area and like each kind of it, it's like set into like different hubs um, but I think there are definitely moments where the uh, f- like the first person aspect adds to the horror elements, there's been a lot of times where I've freaked out just by things that are happening on the screen like not knowing what is around the corner or being like well something's about to happen I'm pretty sure something's about to happen um, and then get to that part and then like, like nothing happens at all it's just a tension that's built up over time uh, and just like you know there's obviously jump scares in the game um, but the ones that I've had happen I feel like have been done really well I don't like I'm just trying to think of the ones that did happen and I was not expecting them at all um, you know like you watch a movie and you, you're expecting like that like that jump scare moment to happen there'll be like that music build up and whatnot and you know you're ready you're waiting for it like you've seen all those bits um the ones that happened in here i guess because i'm in control and i'm in control of where i'm looking and moving as well like i need to press on and go forward and if i feel like i'm in a safe place then i i don't think that stuff's gonna happen so when it does it just freaks me out and it's happened i think four or five times now where i just was not expecting it at all uh, which I think it's done, it's done pretty well. Uh, and I, it, it reminds me of also, like, comparisons to PT, but um, it also feels like a cross between uh, Alien Isolation as well with having this, I guess, being running around as, like, a, an AI in an area and you having to avoid them and trying to figure out what your, you know, h- how to deal with that. Um, I guess at least with with this game in particular you can shoot those (laughs) shoot those ai and kind of um deal with them whereas in alien isolation you were pretty much done for if it saw you like there wasn't really much to to distance yourself guns didn't do anything um you know the moment it spotted you it was like all right that's game over i was kind of just hiding behind stuff and and um you know if it spotted you that was it whereas in this one if you're spotted you can try and run away, you, you might get away, but you can also deal with them using your weapons and then, you know, at least that gives you a bit of a buffer to kind of reset and jump back in and see what you can do. Uh, but there also are enemies within the game that you can kind of go in and, uh, and shoot and um, there hasn't been stacks that I've come up across, uh, you know, but I think the way it handles those boss type ais that are roaming around is is kind of cool and interesting and adds a kind of tension to the game where you're not really sure where they're going to be uh and you can kind of hear them roaming around and sometimes they will just pop out into places you like least expect them to uh, and that can be really really cool uh but i really i like it so far i think it does some stuff that i'm not a fan of i don't like the inventory management stuff um in particular, in the point where I'm up to, where it just seems like I'm swapping stuff in and out, and always having to go back to save points all the time to kind of uh, play this mini game of where I'm going to shift items to. Uh, I guess that might be a like a Resident Evil type thing. I don't really recall it in some of the other games, but um,
1: yeah, it is. Well, it's like old school Resident yeah, Evil, but I don't think it's an endearing fucking factor in it. You know, like it doesn't have yeah. anything. <laughs> mm, yeah
0: other than Basically. like oh well maybe i'm not gonna have as much ammo on me as uh, you know as i want to but then like there's a boss fight later on where there's an object in the world um you know i don't know if the thing we talked about with the boss fights having different ways to approach them is throughout the entire um game or it was just that one in specific but there is yep. one later on you come again come up against where i needed it an item and I couldn't pick up that item because I was full in my inventory. So I don't know what I'm supposed to do, uh, if I'm supposed to just shoot the, the boss in the head a bunch of times or uh, or not. So when I reloaded that checkpoint, I made sure that I had enough space to, to get that item. Um, so yeah, well, that was kind of frustrating. But I don't think that adds anything, right? It's just a... It's, I think it's supposed to be there to make you think about what you need to take into the battle with you or like what resources you need but it just seems to just be more shit you kind of juggling and uh, it never like I would rather be moving on and, and pressing forward rather than just being like alright well I gotta go back to the save point throw things in my um, my safe and, uh, and then we'll go on from there I think it detracts from the overall tension of the game a lot especially in the point I'm up to at the moment because I've been doing that a lot, uh, quite a bit which sucks um, but otherwise like I'm digging the story stuff and the way it kind of tells it with the uh, the characters roaming around I'm really interested in what's going on I think the camera um, like that first time you put a VCR in I really wasn't expecting that to go where it did I thought <laughs> I was just going to watch like a little movie yeah, uh, me too. and then when it was like alright now you're in control I was like Oh, shit. All right. Fair enough. Like, the screen was just kind of sitting there, not moving. I thought, this is a bit strange, and it wasn't until I pressed the buttons that I started moving around, and, uh, yeah, I think that stuff is really cool. Like, there's a moment in that very first one where you see happen, and, uh, I don't want to spoil it, but something happens, and, uh, I kind of had the same reaction as what the other guy was having, which I thought was pretty cool, um... Yeah, and it's just, it just some really cool stuff. I, I, I don't know. I like the atmosphere that it kind of throws in there and the tension. And, um, in terms of like, what it's done different compared to the last couple of Resident Evil games, I think it's a lot better. I didn't like uh, 5. Was it 5? When You're in Africa? Like a
1: cult game? That was 5, yeah.
0: Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of that, I don't think. 6, yep. I never played. Because I played it at E3 and I thought it felt like junk. Yep. Um, Yeah, and then this is where I think it's a good, interesting way to approach the game that's completely different. Um, I didn't play a lot of the original games. I played one and two. I don't think I played three and four. I I think three, or is it four that's kind of regarded as the best one? Four. Four, the GameCube one. So I don't know like what that is, but it, to me, this feels like a very... Like, it's gone back to Resident Evil 1. Yep. Um, but it's being told in a first-person perspective. Um, like, you're in this weird house. There's some weird puzzle stuff going on. Um, but I think they've ramped the atmosphere up a lot more than what that game was. For sure.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's it, right? Like, I've, like, I generally agree with you. I just... Don't come out at the same place. I guess.
0: Yeah. Well, like I just want to play more. I'll see where it ends up. Maybe it'll blow my mind a lot more than what it is. But I'm definitely having fun with it. Um, and it's something different to you know most of the other games that are out there. Most of the AAA games that are out there at least. Um, so I give them props for trying something new. Trying something, something new different. by
1: by doing something really old though. What do you mean? I mean. Like, the, I can't get over the fucking level design. None of it makes any fucking internal logic sense, right? Like, I don't want to go all fucking spaceships in orbit shit again, right? But why the fuck does the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Hillbillies mansion have a fucking giant lock on it that can only be activated by a bust of a fucking... uh wolf. ...or some shit, yeah. Like... This shit doesn't make sense. None of it like it's all transported from somewhere else and maybe yeah, inevitably they fucking explain it, but it's not going to make me feel better about it now at the moment. I just feel like oh my god, this is so fucking dumb. Like yeah. this they don't they yeah. do explain
0: it, but not in any way that makes sense.
1: And if, like all <sighs> horror horror movies to me, right? Horror movies. They either need to be extremely different, right, to actually scare me, or they need to accept that horror films are inherently a little bit silly at this point. Like, the reason Cabin in the Woods works so well is because they try to explain away all the tropes through the mechanic of the movie itself right the the general underlying conceit of the film itself is how they explain away why they split up as a, f- from the group or why they go in there when they know someone's behind the door or whatever the fuck you know like yeah that but and and when when horror movies fail to acknowledge that people have seen horror movies that's when they are exceptionally silly to me. I can't find myself scared by them except by cheap and horseshit jump scares. And that annoys the fuck out of me, right? Like a genuinely scary movie, like proper tension, all that kind of shit for me, like reminds me of like the Babadook, right? I mean, I like that. jump, jump scare, <laughs> but still like at least it, that was different. That was horror done different well no. it follows even right that yeah that okay Everyone that movie fucking loves good. it follows right yeah. but it didn't do all the usual shit yeah. that a horror film does they recognized they understood like understood the rules of the monster and they tried to work around it and they got fucked for it and then they had to try to solve something else right that's cool right in this one right he's like oh yeah okay I found my wife's fucking my wife's driver's license inside of a handbag in a fire at the back of this creepy fucking mansion guess i better go inside oh just watched a video uh of this dude get fucking murdered uh guess i better go down where he got murdered at that makes sense none of this makes sense the cop the cop's like oh yeah just hey Put your hands up. I'm a deputy. Don't call me officer. I'm a deputy. It's the fucking focus, mate. I, I'm i telling you, right? Someone chopped my fucking hand off, right? <laughs> go get the... And they're keeping me illegally. Go get fucking swats. Don't fucking argue with me and tell me, oh, I'll only give you a knife if you go fucking... Like, go to the fucking garage or some bullshit. Like, that's horseshit. No. Listen to me... People are trying to murder me, and you're a police officer, or a deputy, or whatever the fuck. Go spend your ridiculous, overblown military police budget on fucking saving my fucking ass. Swat dudes and fucking leap at a chance to come in here. (laughs) But no, instead, he goes just on his own, doesn't call for backup, despite reports of unbelievable danger. Uh, And, uh, yeah. What, what yeah? What happens next is, should be a, as a surprise to nobody, and it's just that over and over and over again. People making the dumbest possible fucking decision, and it annoys the fuck out of me. So yes, they may have learned some tricks in that they've done a fucking first person perspective, but it's still old ass re- uh, Resident Evil, which means people are doing dumb shit. There's t- the stupid some story. Some terrible fucking yeah storytelling and yeah i'm just uh, i'll continue to play it because i want to see it where it carries out but i haven't actually been scared of anything i've seen so far like i was scared in that Ring, uh, resident evil vr video right because in that moment in that moment i think you're you're channeled along and you're never really given a chance to really contemplate your surroundings uh-huh. But I did that bit again, and I'm surprised that I was scared. I mean, it was such an obvious jump scare moment. But, you know, I guess... It was part of the
0: demo, was it?
1: It was uh, when you're being chased as uh, Mia. Your Mia It's the tape.
0: Ah, uh, okay.
1: Yeah. Of Mia yeah, being chased by the old lady. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm just not. I'm not finding any of it scary. I'm just finding it silly. Fair enough. Yep. Some people are wrong sometimes. And that's what you are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's okay. We have one more game to talk about, though. One more game. Which is not out this week. It's a. Uh, yeah. Closed beta is soon, right? Uh,
1: maybe. I don't know. Um, it's out pretty soon. It's out March 7. It's Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, I played this last week. I got to play it. Uh, I got to play for like an hour on my own. And then I played for about 90 minutes in co-op. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be honest. I don't want to play this game single player at all. At all. I don't want to spend a single moment playing a single player. Uh I'm sure there'll probably be some, like, tutorial missions I'll have to drag myself through before I can play co-op, as is always the case, almost always the case. But uh, other than that, yeah, I only want to play this game in Cobb. And I'll tell you why. The reason why is because, to me, Ghost Recon games are at their best in co-op. And this game particularly is amazing in op. And uh, it's not bad single-player, right? I just felt like I was waiting for it to get great you know like you know if you go to like a party and everything's a bit dull uh like just sort of on the level like you know yeah okay party party and then Job has like a couple of vodka shots and suddenly it's bang joe's party on the floor (laughs) floor and everyone's having fun suddenly like Job's no longer bringing everyone down with his incredibly boring stories about spaceships um yeah. Like that's that's what I'm that's what I'm talking about with multiple like with co-op is that it's just like it it's the same shit. It's just so much more fun. Uh, I I did a preview for Oz Gamers and one of the things that I talked about was how like the difference between what you want from an AI is almost the direct opposite from what you want in co-op partners. Mm-hmm. Because in AI, right, you need them to be competent, but not so competent as to make you feel worthless. And you need them to not, like, need you to hold their hand. Like, in Ghost Recon, if you jump in a chopper and fly off, they'll sort of just teleport into the chopper. You don't have to go back and get them and whatever. And it's not like a fucking. It's not a. Twenty-hour-long fucking escort mission yep. where you're escorting along three fucking AI dummies. They are just—they're just part of your arsenal, basically, basically, right? But in co-op, right? You don't want that shit to happen. You don't want them to be like if they're if they're fucking shooting anything at all. Hopefully, they're shooting fucking everything, right? Ideally, they're shooting everything all the time, so you don't have to do shit, right? But then you like, you take a shot and you kill the one bad guy that counts and then you just crow. You crow over everyone about it. That's the essence of quality co-op shit. Uh, and yeah, if you take off in a chopper, you want them to be left behind. You didn't take off in your chopper for them to be teleported to you. You took off in that chopper so that you can teach them a fucking lesson about something. You, like, I'm not sure what yet, but they needed to learn a lesson because they're a gaggle of fucktards and you needed them to learn a lesson about something. So that's why you blew up their cars and then you took off in the only helicopter while swarms of bad guys converged on their location because they needed to learn. And that's, that's the essence of good cop is this uh, competitive cooperative experience where everyone is out for themselves. Everyone is doing their own thing. But at the same time, you're all vaguely working in the same goal, and like Wildlands, fucking nails it. That's why I don't like. They need they need to get me in to write their stupid E3 press demos, where everyone's always fucking chummy and doing everything perfect and shit, right? Yeah. Because I will change their fucking lives. I will change their lives because nobody ever whacks that way, even in fucking Rainbow Six. Even in Rainbow Six, nobody ever fucking acts that way. It's always just a clusterfuck, a non-stop, like, clusterfuck, a cluster grenade of clusterfucks, right? And each clusterfuck spawns six more clusterfucks out of it. And there's just, like, a fucking a b- bushka doll of fuckwittery all over the place, right? That's that's op gaming, right? It's just shit. It's a non-stop torrent shit where you're just, like desperately trying to make things go better and the entire time you are having fun with it and that is the essence of what my wildlands experience was we failed the like literally the first mission we failed it four times because nathan couldn't stop accidentally murdering the one guy we was supposed to keep alive <laughs> he could not stop like, one time, he was trying to snipe with... He picked a fucking M249 machine gun, and he was trying to snipe with it, and he's picked, like, just fucking a headshot. Like, clipped the guy in the back of the head while he was running past. <laughs> uh, like, not even, not even on purpose. It was recoil. The recoil dragged across this dude, and he fucking died. So, yeah, mission over. Second time, he was trying to disable the car. And it exploded. Dude's dead. Mission fail. Try again. Uh, third time, he actually just shot him. He got from confused as to uh, who he was supposed to be shooting. And he just murdered the guy I was supposed to keep alive. And I think the last time he ran him over in a car, trying to go pick him up, he was like, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll just go pick him up. Drives over and just fucking hits him with the car. And the guy dies. And we had to start over. And the last time, he just wasn't allowed to do anything. We're like... Okay, you just you have to stop, Nate, because you're clearly incapable. Okay, and the second mission, none of that happened. Like he, it was like he learned his lesson, and we we're doing like sync shots. There's this sync shot mechanic where everyone marks someone, and then when you, on like when you're ready to go, you call it, and everyone shoots at the same time, and four people just fucking like collapse dead and we were doing that shit like I was calling in fucking artillery on guys to explode them so I like exploded like six dudes took my sink shot like as the arty was coming in to explode these six dudes I took my sink shot like boom so fucking like 11 dudes are all dead all at once and we go we disable the dude's car and we kidnap him and we go do whatever the fuck it was we were supposed to do with him I did not pay any attention to the story in this because i don't care i don't care about the dialogue i was too busy listening to the inane ramblings of the two other people and nate mm. so i was playing with daniel wilkes uh, from pc powerplay and i was playing with luke riley from ign uh these motherfuckers never shut up they never ever shut up and it was just constant like a constant streamer a consciousness horse shit, nonstop, just yapping about nothing and it was fascinating far more fascinating than anything that anyone in the game could have had to say uh and yeah that's what i that's what i like about it we like we just fucked about for an hour and a half we did two missions but we only did them because we did the first one because like we were right next to it and we sort of got roped into doing it we did the second one because when we went over to its location, we saw there was an APC parked out front. And so we went in to go steal the APC, of course. Uh, and uh, we realized that it actually, like, behind it, there was this tunnel that led into this fucking underground base. And we're like, well, all right, obviously, we're going to go check out the underground base and uh, we're not completing the mission that was in the underground base as a result of that. But otherwise, yeah, no interest in doing missions. Most of the time, there's like, so you're DEA or, I don't know, you're illegally in this country, whatever whatever it is, you're illegally in this country, like killing cartel members as just American sicarios, I suppose. Uh, and, yeah, you're killing every cartel member you can, uh, and there are certain cartel members who are highlighted in purple on the map and they sort of act like the cops in that if you kill one of them they'll and you don't kill all of them fast enough they'll radio in mm-hmm. and more of them will come and there's like I think I think it's shields I can't remember but there's these purple shields that build up yep. and the more shields that you get, it's like stars in Grand Theft Auto, right? Like, the more stars you get, the the worse the cops come. Yeah. Uh, well, the more shields you get, the worse the the cartel dudes get. Until they're in fucking attack helicopters, like, fucking your shit up from long range. And I think we spent a good 45 minutes just aggravating and then running from those guys. And, like, it wasn't even about uh, the the chase or anything. Most of it was... Oh, I know! I know what'll be funny. We're like flying Luke from IGN is flying us in the helicopter, and I'm hanging out the side. And I'm like, I know it'll be funny, and I plink one one of these dudes in the head, and that aggro is like a bunch of them, and then they start chasing us, and all I I'll, I'll just bail out of the chopper uh, as the other the attack choppers come, and all I'm doing all I was doing was just trying to create a situation where those guys died and yeah, it was just fucking about, it was really good fun fucking about, but there's like, the map is like genuinely overwhelming. It's huge, massive, uh, to the point where I like, I don't, I don't see anyone ever navigating it by car. The cars don't handle particularly well for one thing. Uh, and it's just too much, uh, Too much driving. Like, you'd spend way too much time just, like, it's all hilly and shit, so you'd spend way too much time doing, like, curvy fucking roads up a hill, and let's do curvy roads back down again. I was done with that shit after my second mountain. On my way back down, I just, I'm just like, fuck it, I'll just go straight. I'll go straight down off the fucking mountain, and it worked out okay. It didn't work out great, to be honest. It exploded, and I had to start from the top. But then I stole a helicopter, and yeah, everything was a lot faster. Um, So, yeah, huge map, shitloads of stuff to at least find. I don't don't know that there was shitloads of stuff to do necessarily, but, like, there's, like, a crazy amount of customization available for your weapons and your, like, your weapons have attachments on them and uh, all that kind of shit. So there's a crazy amount of customization, but you can only do that shit by finding the parts in the game world, and you can only also, like, you need to, like acquire resources for the rebel forces uh so yeah there's sort of a two-pronged element there where you're first of all attempting to acquire the resources but uh, second time hunting down these weapon parts or weapons themselves so there's a lot of stuff to do in that sense but i don't know that that results in a lot to do because i don't personally find uh needle in haystack hunting to be necessarily terribly engaging as gameplay goes like i could see myself looking up where i need to go to find whatever gun parts i want mm-hmm. or whatever guns i want and then acquiring those parts and then just only ever picking shit up if i happen across it while i'm playing but i don't see myself hunting down shit actively necessarily yeah. So in that case, yeah, if it was attached to Oh, uh, you can only get this gun after you assault this cartel stronghold or something, uh then that's that's a like that's a gameplay device that is driving me to do something in the game. That would be a lot of things to do, but I don't think that's what's occurring here. It's just a lot of things in uh and places to do those things with or whatever I don't know anyway um yeah yeah
0: hmm I don't know, you don't I'm, know? I'm curious to see how it works because like the last I guess I'm kind of burnt out from watchdogs and like the way that UB kind of does their open world games these days um, right yeah but like this wasn't like the content in Watch Dogs 2 was not interesting at all. Yeah.
1: I think this won't be like like I don't, I don't think this is like the division. The division felt really grounded and like uh, uh like solid and shit. Yeah. But this feels like completely like, it feels like like not quite just cause like not quite like a, a bit silly yeah yeah it's it's, it's it's I think it's a lot silly I think it's got quite a lot of silly in it but not like fucking jetpacks on cows silly mm-hmm. but yeah yeah
0: alright well so that's soon right March you said
1: March 7 yeah
0: um should we do some years
1: yeah. Uh, yeah. Guess oh so. yeah. yeah.
0: Uh Dark Souls three has DLC coming up, March it does. The ringed city. Uh I didn't watch the trailer. Yep. Um uh, with the sound on, so you'll have to like what were they talking about in it?
1: <laughs> what were they talking about in it? Did you see my uh did you see my sick YouTube video? I did, yes. My Twitter video rather. Yep. So uh that sums out my thoughts on it. Uh Basically, the Dark Souls 3 dude needs to stop touching things because everything he touches turns to shit. Uh, and that's basically the Ring City. Uh, he's touched something and it's gone to shit. Yeah. Um, I don't have any particularly deep analysis about it. I didn't have an opportunity. I've been rushing to get work done so I could get super yeah. drunk for Australia Day. Um, I don't think
0: they've said much about it. No. Uh, I've kind of just looked at the the news and they've said it's coming out this day and this is what it's called. Yep. Uh, Typical Dark Souls stuff. Like, you'll figure it out once it's out, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, There was one thing in the trailer, apart from the, like, the dude, like, touching...
0: Everything. Yeah.
1: Everything he could. uh, There was was this one scene that made me think of, like, heavily of Bloodborne. There's, like, a moon in the background and... Uh, it's like a tree and there's stuff on the ground. It just made me really think of Bloodborne, but it's probably not actually connected. It's probably just a coincidence. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's... Cool. That's what I got.
0: Uh, speaking about DLC, Battlefield 1 has DLC on it, also in March.
1: Sorry, uh, should we, I guess we'll just quickly point... This is the last... It's the last DLC. Uh, for Souls. the last the last Dark Souls. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Anyway.
0: I think they'll probably do more games in that universe, but it won't be called Dark Souls. Yeah. There's too much money to be had. (laughs) Uh, There's that game coming out, like, next month. Neo.
1: Neo, yeah.
0: That looks... Like, I saw someone posting footage of that on Facebook. I was like, oh, someone's playing dark souls i was like looking at it and i was like oh all right that's not dark souls maybe that's demon souls i've never played demon souls uh but then i kept watching and i was like that, that looks like a playstation 4 game <laughs> uh and then i saw someone else posted it something else I was like what the hell is going on uh, and i looked into it a bit more and i was like yeah this is made by uh, uh team ninja guys right is it team ninja
1: yes i think so i don't know i tried to download yeah, it over the weekend to play it but the PlayStation uh, store the ship took me <laughs> like I don't know it took me fucking uh, 20 minutes to download the 4 Honor beta which is 11 or something gigabytes and this was
0: 20
1: yeah hey I think it's oh, like 20 yeah it might have been and this was fucking 3 gigabytes and it took me yeah. half a day Yep. to the point where I'm like yeah okay I'll get this I'll play for a couple hours everything will be good and then by the time it was downloaded I had to go do shit so I didn't play.
0: So I'm yeah. interested in playing or checking that out at least yeah, uh, I, it looks like a straight rip of Dark Souls
1: <laughs> so apparently the combat's quite different but yeah anyway
0: um, speaking about those downloads things did you see the, the fix going around for it now?
1: I did yeah that definitely
0: works because cool. I've had a couple people confirm that it does work
1: sweets yeah
0: uh, what I want to know is why the fuck are we downloading stuff from Japan
1: It's a good question I don't know
0: it's super weird
1: yeah yeah which it is which explains
0: why it's always terrible to download anything from the Playstation store
1: yeah absolutely yeah anyway mm-hmm. um Battlefield
0: Battlefield 4 not Battlefield 4 Battlefield 1 Battlefield <laughs> D- 1
1: DLC DLC they shall not pass um, four maps Four maps And a new game mode So one of the maps Is uh, Verdun Or Verdun Heights uh, Looks like it'll Take place In the One of the most Devastating Fields of war In human history mm-hmm. Fort Vaux uh, Looks like it's gonna be The new Operation Locker Or uh, Metro Or whatever Yep um, Cousin, uh, Is another French map uh, Apparently tank heavy um, and rupture trenches trenches on the eye uh, on a French river um, looks kind of pretty but there's only one screenshot so it's hard to tell new mode is uh, called Frontlines. it's a mix of conquest and rush uh, but isn't that what operations is so uh, why don't you just move operations to the server browser and then everyone can play operations and we can ignore whatever the fuck front lines is There's a new tank I, that I, char- I think
0: operation uh, I think this other operation is like a tug of war thing right where it, it can go backwards and forwards where the other one uh, only goes one way
1: right I suppose yeah, yeah.
0: anyway uh, new tanks
1: new tanks uh, char 2c is a uh, looks like a new uh it looks like a new light tank, but yeah, that's, they're calling heavy. it a behemoth. Uh, it's super heavy, yeah. It looks
0: like a light tank to me as well.
1: Maybe, maybe it's a massive, massive, massive tank. That'd be cool. And the Saint Chamond uh, was the he- most heavily armed Allied tank of the war. Uh, it looks kind of goofy, but it might have a killer gun for killing tanks.
0: It's got it's- tanks. It's got tank guns all over it, and it looks like uh, all they infantry guns.
1: Uh, there might be infantry I don't know
0: looks like infantry guns and one big tank gun like a long artillery gun at the front
1: yeah yeah and um, a new elite class is a dude who has a club so I guess he's a melee elite so you'd hope he was very survivable a new stationary weapon uh, siege howitzer Which takes places a la the field gun, but uh, is operated more like um, firing mortars Mm. through that sort of map view. I don't know; it looks cool. I'm interested in checking it out. But we were talking; I was talking about this yesterday, um, and I find it really depressing to like. There's there's an update for. 6 basically every week sometimes multiple in a week uh, Daisy is updated more regularly than Battlefield I, do, I, I started up Origin I don't have a fucking I haven't needed to update Battlefield in like forever yeah you, like the other thing is
0: I think they've taken too long March it's like 5 months yeah they need to be banging these out <laughs> like all the time
1: but yeah I don't know I'll definitely play it but yeah mm. but they should be doing
0: like there's four new maps why not just have one of these maps out every month
1: yeah
0: and just have them in rotation keep like have a reason to come back every month as opposed to five six months down the track alright here's all this new content that's cool but uh, your player base is much lower now because everybody's gotten disinterested in what's going on at the moment. Um, You know, there's nothing to keep them coming back other than more Battlefield. So, it'd be cool if there was content coming out every couple of weeks to kind of jump in and see what's going on. You know, new updates. But I think we've had, what, two major updates in three, four months? Three months now? Yeah, I I agree. It's too, too slow. Yeah. Yep. Um, what else we got? Micro Machines World Series announced. What is this? Yeah.
1: There, was a, there was a trailer the other day, and they're bringing back the Micro Machines games. You know, the top-down, uh, four-player, first to the, the edge of the screen type shit. Mm-hmm. Looks like they're bringing it back, and I couldn't be more excited. It's being created by Codemasters. They don't have a firm release date yet. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What was that fucking game we'd play on the ice... Wrecked? Was it wrecked? Mashed? I don't know. Mashed. Mashed. Did you ever play? It? Yeah. Is this the game I'm, talking, I'm thinking of? Maybe it was wrecked. It's called. Yeah, it's wrecked. Wrecked. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was basically just ma- migrant machines without license. Uh, I'm looking forward to more of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm about it. Just let me play it.
0: Right? Sure. Yep. Anyway. So uh, yeah, the For Honor beta starts... By the time you hear this, it started. Right? <laughs> I think it's, well, it's um, time. Yep. I think it's a closed beta, right? Uh, that you had to sign up for, so... Yes. If you haven't signed up for it, then... That's no good, but if you have and you're looking for people to play with, jump in our um, Discord channel and uh, hit us up. We'll definitely be keen for some games. Yep. I just wanted to mention that. I'm really looking forward to playing it. I've watched, I've said it a bunch of times that I've, I've watched a lot of For Honor. Uh, didn't really spark my interest when I saw that uh, initial reveal, but after watching a little bit, kind of looks looks cool. Uh, I just want to get a hold of it and see what it plays like. Uh, so yeah, that should be kind of fun. I hope, especially if we can get like a group in there and start dominating a bit with communication.
1: Yeah. Fuck yeah. Hmm.
0: Anyway, uh, that's it. Or unless you want to add anything to it about it.
1: Not. Uh, I'm. I'm excited to see how we go. Yeah. I'm also excited to see whether or not I prefer to play with controller or mouse and keyboard. Um.
0: Yeah. I guess we gotta figure out like how it plays. Yeah. First. <laughs> yeah. We'll We'll work that out. Anyway, that's it. That's the. Uh, that's news we got any emails I think we had a discord message
1: but I don't have it open do you I do have it of course I got it open um racey writes uh I assume you're still recording is Daisy in a state where you would recommend recommend people purchase it (laughs) it's a tough one race uh no yes I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, How much? Because is it? with with zero point six one, it's probably like I don't know if it's, no, it's thirty bucks. If it's thirty bucks, then yes. If it's more than that, then it's no. Thirty four USD. Then no. I'm gonna say no. Not for thirty four USD. I know they claim that they're gonna make it more expensive when it becomes a full release, but uh, yeah, they can suck my nuts. Uh, I can't recommend it at this point. Thirty five dollars. Uh, I, I, know it's, I know it seems arbitrary, like, the difference between 30 and $35 US, but, like, you got to draw the line somewhere, right? And for me, I think it's definitely worth $30 as it is. It is not in the state of polish that you'd expect uh, for any more than that. That's just where I've drawn the line. Um
0: they they put an update out today on their uh, their status page. Like they usually do it every couple of weeks with some of yep. the developers. I think they talked about they're reworking the animation system really soon. Um, the
1: sorry go yeah
0: they like they fixed up the melee system a little bit. I a little have bit a chance to use that. Um, they're adding in vehicles um, to the game, which you know that would not be a priority for me. Uh, I don't really. I don't know. I didn't. I don't think I played the game on the mod where the uh, vehicles were in it, but to me, I would would rather see the on-foot stuff sorted out first and fleshed out a bit, uh, and then add the vehicle stuff later. I don't know. I don't think the game needs vehicles, to be honest. I would rather see it without it. Um, yeah, and a few other things that they're, they're talking about putting in there, like health bars and um, UI updates, and I think those are some really cool uh, changes, but yeah at least they're working on it but there's some things i don't think they should be working on right now it seems like priority is in a weird spot and i don't know why that is
1: yeah um i saw on the experimental branch that implemented uh a melee system that works with like where it contacts on the cursor so where the cursor is as opposed to However, the fuck it works right now, which is I sort of where. But it, no, it's it's not. It's only an experimental at this point.
0: Oh, I thought a patch came out like two days ago with with that changing.
1: No. Huh. Um. But yeah. Um. Yeah, th- that it, it does seem like it's going to be a good change, but I still don't think they're going to get melee to a point that is. I don't know, satisfactory, ever. I don't think it will ever get there. Anyway, uh, I, w- I wouldn't recommend... I, like, I love playing it, and I will, will no doubt eventually return to it after I stop being salty about getting killed by a fucking hacker. Uh, but, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Not until they have a firmer grasp on how the fuck they want it to work. And I still don't think they have... That so yeah. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Oh you're right, yo's experimental branch that I read. Right. Anyway. Cool. Um was there any other questions? I thought there wasn't another question. I've got it open now. Okay. Um Yeah, Veldar from last week.
1: Uh I think um hang on. was January nineteen Yeah, January ninet so it's actually all the way back to Dangers, who writes Joe, what's your favorite PSP game and why was it Daxter? Ah. Uh, <laughs> okay. More utter lunacy when obviously the correct answer is Metal Gear Acid no I'm kidding uh, the best game on the PSP was uh, anything you liked because you could hack it really really easily but uh, I think I spent the most playing time playing Wipeout on my PSP
0: yeah because I, I was
1: fucking stoked to have Wipeout on the go Tokyo um, Wars Tokyo Wars what the fuck it's Tokyo Wars
0: uh, it was uh, Grand Theft Auto wasn't it oh Chinatown Wars Chinatown Wars
1: oh uh, yeah that, that was pretty that was pretty tight that was pretty good. Um, but yeah. Um, Racy had another question. She's oh, hogging God. them all. He is. Uh, this is on our this is on our Discord. So Discord slash the gap. Is that correct? Discord.com slash the gap
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, let me check. Just quickly. Hey, you yeah, checked Discord. It. Yeah, it's Discord um well i don't actually fucking know but if you go to the gapodcast.com slash discord yeah that'll sort you, you out, out. Or, or go to our website there's a button there
1: we have a pretty decently active community of people on there who are constantly like we're playing games and talking and stuff like that so it's pretty cool if you yeah just want to hang out yep. it's good uh racy asked uh given how much games now change post-launch DLC, post-game launch, updates, expansions, etc. What's your opinion on update slash re-reviewing games? Obvious examples being Diablo 3 at launch versus Reaper of Souls versus two years post-Reaper with seasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, My assumption is the constant onslaught of new titles would make this a nearly impossible task. Uh, Sorry about the small wall of text. Yeah, that is generally the problem is that... uh, like invariably nobody wants you to re-review a game m- months like later or two years later or whatever. Like you can get away with it when you're uh, like when you're a freelancer, you don't really have the opp- that opportunity. You can't really pitch that idea uh, but I'd love to I'd love the opportunity to go back there's lots of games that have drastically improved over time uh, people allege that Division did but I didn't really see it when I right back, went back to it um, but yeah Diablo 3 is a fucking flawless example of something that went from dog shit to genuinely solid Destiny might be the same I have no idea I'll never return to it uh, but yeah there's like I don't know it's just one of those things where I would love to have the ability to do it, but there's no way that I could justify it, which sucks. There was something else that I was thinking about uh, recently where I was thinking that it was about time someone, like, it was, like, worth revisiting as a re-review type deal. I think The Forest was one uh, that Nate the was talking about. Because, yeah. yeah, but, it, like, the difference... From when Nate first started playing it to where it is today is mm-hmm. such a huge uh, leap in his in his mind. Uh, Hitman, I guess, is a perfect candidate as well because it's evolved over the course of an entire year. And uh, Dead by Daylight, of course, is the game I was thinking of. How I like, I think I said it in my game of, in the game of the year stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I wish I had reviewed that game at the end of the year as opposed to the game as it released because the difference is staggering. Mm-hmm. And it's a definite testament to the amount of effort uh, that those guys put in, like the the devs put in. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I think Polygon might be the only site that does it. Yeah. Like I've seen them do it a couple of times, but otherwise... Um yeah there's not too many out there that have kind of evolving reviews
1: yeah i can never really tell what the criteria are for their reviews like their evolving reviews either so i don't know uh it does it does make sense but yeah you just don't really get afforded the opportunity very much i think the best way to to go about it is generally out like this this the podcast format actually affords us many opportunities to revisit that kind of shit like yeah. I, th- I think our impressions of Diablo 3 following on from the latest season launch with Racy doing a bit of carrying, like, those are probably, yeah, the best sort of I- informational shit you're going to get. Yeah, uh, I-, I guess
0: Steam reviews on a little bit, like, you can go look at that sort of stuff. They've implemented the... Um, you know like recent reviews True. so yep. you know generally in the past it would be like all right everybody's reviewed this game as shit but in the last couple of weeks um, you know they're really did
1: I have a rant about that about Elite Dangerous recently uh, possibly yeah um, there's another question uh, did you guys ever end up doing a review of Rogue One? I still haven't sent that to you I will send it to you <laughs> the moment we finish this podcast and Luke can get it up. That is definitely my fault. Uh, Veldar writes, <laughs> re-PS2. Someone said Jack Daxter was the best game? Question mark? Yes. Uh, bold question mark. Uh, it's a childhood jam, like the Ratchet and Clank series, but MGS3 is definitely better than it. Yeah, you're right, Veldar. <laughs> I do really miss those lighthearted action platform games. Ukulele seems to be the only one in recent years, and it's not even out yet. That's true, although... I guess Mario's weird real-life adventure is coming out this year as well now. My PS3 just arrived from eBay today, and so far, Metal Gear Solid 4 has been interesting, question mark. Uh, Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4 was, uh, was pretty weird. I can't, like, I... There, there are parts that I don't remember at all, and there are parts where that I wish I f- could forget. Like there's that fucking motorbike racing scene. Do you, did you play Metal Gear Solid Four? Uh,
0: I watched the first
1: hour or two, right,
0: yeah, and then I stopped.
1: Well, yeah, that motor. There was a motorbike bit sequence in it that I fucking hated. I there was a motorbike bit in Metal Gear Solid Three that I hated as well, but this one was much worse. Uh, yeah, Metal Gear Solid 4 is weird. Uh, but anyway, that's it, right? That's all our questions. Yeah,
0: I believe so. Um, I'm sure we've got no, I don't think we had anything else in the email, but that's cool. We can wrap it up. It's getting late, we've been going on for a little while. sure yeah. All right, um, yeah, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, another gap, or the GA podcast you can rate and review us. helps other people find the show. You can totally. also email us at podcast at gmail.com if you want to send in any questions. Um, you can find us on facebook.com slash thegapodcast or at twitter.com slash gapodcast. Um, otherwise, we have a uh, website, which is thegapodcast.com, where you can find our Discord link on the, side there, on the site, um, as well as other things we do as well. So this week, for example, I put up, uh, our previews of Sniper Elite 4 which people can click on and find those on their respective sites um, nice. otherwise yeah Discord there's a shortcut for that as well which is gapodcast.com slash Discord and there's also our Patreon which we talked about earlier on in the episode which is patreon.com slash the Podcast. and that's it that's all our pimping our spruiking
1: our spruiking thanks again to Daniel and Mark for being the winners, uh, the first patrons, patrons, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, and, uh, this week you'll be able to, I made a video out of my ghost recon, um, footage, uh, and my preview. So that'll be up on Oz gamers, but I'll, I'll chuck it up in discord and we'll chuck it up on the site as well so that you can see it there. Nice and easy. Uh, it's mostly just me yapping on about, uh, ghost recon while footage of nate play playing plays in the background because my fucking my laptop died Hmm. like finally shit the bed halfway through trying to record footage and i made the best dude as well i made fucking solid snake i was really gutted Uh, that it shit its pants but oh well that sucks oh wells
0: um all right you can find me at twitter.com slash luke laurie on the Twitter, otherwise uh, I wrote something about Sniper Elite Four last week, so you can check that out. Survivor dot com, and Job did stuff as well, which is to Oz Gamers, right? Yep. Anything else? No. No, that's it. Just Sniper Elite Four and Ghost Recon
1: and Ghost Recon at Oz yeah, awesome. Gamers and Oz Gamers.
0: No Red Bull oh. stuff.
1: Uh, I did a story about a uh, Counter Strike team um, that went from being like pug playing in pugs to uh, winning their way into a uh, major tournament, which is pretty cool. Qualifying alongside Team Immunity, yep. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, it actually went over pretty well. So you can read that on Red Bull. Uh, but yeah, otherwise not
0: really. Nice. Any anything else you want to pimp while you're here? No. Uh, cool. Uh, we've got um, RTX coming up in next week.
1: This is it next weekend really fuck next okay. weekend
0: um, so we'll be there at that if you do spot us come and say hello
1: yeah uh, if you're around
0: if you're one of those people that are in the $8 subscriptions then
1: ah. <laughs> ask Joe to buy you a drink <laughs> ask Job ask fucking Luke yeah no that's not gonna happen Luke's the one with the full time job I'm fucking I'm living fucking paycheck to paycheck <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: uh, you're on that sweet crop like games writer money
1: oh yeah i forgot about that sweet games writer money and all them ducats uh yeah it's pretty solid yeah it's a pretty swanky life um yeah anyway
0: yeah we're trying to line up some interviews for that so hopefully that comes through sure uh, we can talk to some exciting people yep and uh otherwise that's it for this week i think next week we'll be back talking about uh for honor i guess will be the one thing all right i don't know of anything else that's coming out
1: more SWAT Four because I'll four. make all of you fuckers play it with me.
0: More Resident Evil, I'm sure we'll uh, blast through that. We'll maybe try and get someone else on. I saw, I saw Jung playing some tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe cool. get
0: him him on and talk about that. I'm not sure how yep. busy Nate is these days. He's pretty busy for the last month. He's in Canada
1: so. next week, so yeah.
0: All right, that won't help.
1: We'll uh, get him when he gets back from Canada. We'll get him on. Yeah. talk about it. A four hour fucking podcast of all the shit he hasn't talked about.
0: Gosh. And what if we just let him record and talk to himself and
1: we'll do go something else? Genius.
0: Yeah. All right. That's it. Thanks for listening. Cool. Thank you. See you next
1: time. Bye.